This episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast has a content warning. Content warning. Suicide. If you are thinking of suicide or know someone who is thinking of suicide, please reach out for help. For example, you could visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Olive. Hi. Olive is a bipedal crocodile. She's wearing a white Jedi-style robe and is a level 5 monk. And Dr. Crud Jr., the third. Well, hi there. I am a Luxodon, 5th level doctor, and... uh. I wear a white lab coat over blue jeans, a white button-down shirt with a red tie, and uh, I, I think that's about it. <laughs> and Beans. Hello, my name's Beans. I'm a tortoiseshell tabaxi. Um, I wear nothing but a poncho. I'm told that's okay. Um, and I'm a level five monk rogue hybrid. Isn't that fun? It sure is. Okay, this is my first time dungeon mastering, and I only learned how to play like about six months ago. So, if it you seems like it. if it seems like I'm unprepared and I didn't put any work into it, just know that that is incorrect. I put a lot of work into it, and uh, I'm just probably not good at it. So here we go. No, it, no it's, you'll be fine. It, it's just that we <laughs> screw it up right from the get go. Here, <laughs> yeah. uh, so. I'm actually going to start with a cutscene, if you don't mind. Cutscene, 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 cutscene. Where's the skip button? (laughs) (laughs) The reflection of the sun on the bright white snow is blinding. It crunches beneath the steps of a figure running. They move with inhuman speed between the bare trees in this forest. A voice can be heard in the distance. It's gone this way. I see tracks. The figure looks back to see the footprints left in the deep snow. They look up at the trees and leap, grabbing onto a trunk. From there, they leap again onto another trunk, moving without leaving a trace. And so they go, escaping through the forest, leaving fresh, perfect snow. Thank you. You are all... (laughs) You are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. The Guild Hall is a large building with a bar, a sitting area, with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. But there's no flyers up right now. It's late, past 11 on a Tuesday. Your fellow adventurers are all away on jobs. The snow has kept most of the town at home, staying warm. The fireplace is keeping the room warm right now. You are doing chores while you're waiting for Nulisag to bring you in for your annual review. He's been putting it off too long and wants to get it done tonight. What chores are you guys doing? Well, I think uh, Dr. Crud's chore is trying to keep Boots focused and not curled up in the corner sleeping. And I... Um, would probably be uh, spending most of my time correcting uh, Dr. Crud because my name is in fact Beans and not Boots. 
but beans. It's beans. okay. I've never brought it up before, so I'm I'm used to it. It's okay. I don't want to make a fuss. No, I, I knew that. I knew that. I was just testing you. It's okay. I know who you're talking to. The little pads on the cat paw beans. Yes, those are beans too. But as I'm big, I'm big beans. These are little beans. <laughs> He's holding up his paw. These are little toe beans. Aw, that's cute. But I think in terms of chores, what would what would I be doing? I'd probably be not the mopping because I can't do the water. Um, I would be. Oh, I'd be like dusting with my tail, like the the shelves. I'm 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 only little, but I'm quite spry, so I can jump on um on the worktops and the bar tops and the shelves and only knock maybe ninety percent of things off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, kitty! <laughs> and, and every time he does, Doctor Credit, uh, okay, pick that up. You, you, you know better than to knock stuff off. Go on, go on. I can only learn one thing at a time. First of all, it's knock before breaking in. Look, I'm, I'm doing really well with my letters. I can like just about spell um, letter now, and. <laughs> Come on, give me a night off. Well, that, that's all true, but we had to restart your letters 13 times. <laughs> you fall asleep. One, two, <laughs> three. Well, yeah. If you'd given 18. me fish like I asked, then maybe we wouldn't have this problem. And I, now I'm getting cranky because I haven't had my nap in it four and a half minutes. Nulisag calls down from his office uh, up on the next level. He says, Dr. Crud. Oh, sorry. Let me do my new side voice. <laughs> Dr. Crud, come on up. Let's get this over with. Ooh, Olive says to you as she runs past, a mop <laughs> in her hand, doing the anime-style floor clean at a sprint. Crap, 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 crap. All right. Uh, you can do this. You can do it. You ain't got to worry about it. Uh, uh, beans? Yes. Good luck. And Dr. Crud walks up. With what? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? I call after you. Ask for at least a 2% raise. That's just inflation. <laughs> 2%? At least. I'm going for five. There you go. <laughs> Could the other two players please take off your headphones and we'll wave to you once the interview is done. It is a private affair and you will refuse. Yeah, just between you, me, and the thousands of thousands of listeners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Dr. Crud. Nulisag, you know, he's the leader of the guild. He's a two-foot-tall dwarf with a gray beard. His face is wrinkled, craggy, and his age is even more exaggerated by his scowl. You notice that besides Nulisag in the office, there's also a modestly, professionally-dressed human man sitting in the corner of the office. Nulisag says, This is Ian. He's helping us with our finances. Don't worry, we've, we're in good shape, but Ian's just looking for any cost savings or profit-making opportunities, so just to let you know, you have the right to ask him to leave if you want. Well, well no, not at all. Ian, Ian, it is so great to meet you. It is fine and dandy if you want to sit down in on this. And Cred, you, uh, Dr. Cred will go up and hug each of them in turn. <laughs> okay. Ian is like a little skinny guy with glasses. And so he like kind of gets squeezed in your big elephant arms. 
Uh, but as he's most like, okay, most people do. <laughs> yeah. So okay, very very good, very good. Thanks. And Neil is like, all right, big guy, big guy. Okay, okay, put us down now. So now um, Ian sits down. He's got a little notepad in front of him in like a leather case. Nulisag sits down at his desk and he's sort of steepling his fingers, thinking of what to say to you. He says, what can I say, crud? You're a real asset to the guild. You saved plenty of lives. Still, I wonder, with the whole pacifism thing, I mean, how far does that go? Well, uh, as far as you want it to go, I mean, I have saved so many people, bad guys and good guys, just by talking to them. I mean, you can't come, you, you can't go wrong with that. No lives lost. Well, let me give you a hypothetical here. Go for it. Well, let's say you're out on a job, and you notice, I don't know, a sniper up on a roof, and he's got a clear shot at beans down there. But you've got a crossbow. You can kill that sniper before he gets off a shot. What do you do? Well, first of all, I wouldn't have a crossbow in the first place. Uh, I, I wouldn't even know what to, what to do with it, what and to point at. I mean, it, it's that that's this hypothetical is so hypothetical. I mean, it's it's out there. But what I would do is I would yell at Beans, "Hey, watch the hell out!" And then I'd yell at the sniper, "Hey, don't do that!" And roll persuasion check. <sighs> all right. Understood. I guess it goes pretty far. It does. I, but I once got an entire gang of outlaws to just go away just by talking to them. And they really wanted to kill us. I gotta say, that is impressive. But still, if you were put into a bad situation, I mean, is there anything that you would fight for? Oh, I fight all the time. I just use my words. I mean physical violence is there any is there any anything that you would get physically violent for well i I sit on people to restrain them i'm fine with restraining people well i guess i just hope you're never put into a position like that keep up the good work doctor we all do okay so you can leave and we'll call in our next person he, he he gives out hugs once more time one more time before he <laughs> yeah, okay. leaves. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Okay, Crud is done with his interview, so he'll be coming back down the stairs. Nulisag pokes his head out the door of the office. He says, "Beans, beans, up here. You're next." So Olive, this is where I stand. Okay, like I know he's you know trying to help me out with the letters and all that, but like every time he calls me boots, I want to die inside. I mean, I just don't know how to deal with that. I mean, <laughs> well, sometimes when a um, hang on, sorry, oh, he's here. <laughs> I just keep talking. Sometimes when a mentor doesn't remember a mentee's name, they don't realize how much it hurts them. One time I called you boots. One. <laughs> Time. <laughs> but you know what? I still love you, Beans. Okay. Aw, oh, look I, at I, that. I, You've I, got I, a mentor. You, I didn't you... mean for you to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not mad at you. Come here. Give me a hug. Let me give you Let me give you scratches behind the ear. I know you love that. I, I, I do. Okay. Okay. Just. Okay. Beans. Beans. Oh. Don't got all night. Oh, oh, okay. I think I've... <laughs> 
Ask them to start paying you. Bye. Where do we go? Get up here. What are you doing? Who is this? <laughs> it's me. It's Nulashag. Come on. It, it's the oh, boss. Okay. It's the boss. He, he's right oh, upstairs. Okay. You know, little short guy with a big beard. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, I thought he was a, a, a doll. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> I go. Okay, uh, Dr. Crud, would you mind removing your headphones, please? I do. I want to spy. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'll let you. Never mind. Okay, so you go into the office. Oh, hold on. You go into the office, and uh, you see. Oh. Uh, does the door have a cat flap? That's that's the important information I need to know. <laughs> uh, they haven't installed one yet, but I think they have seen your note suggestion about how there should be. Yeah, well, <laughs> l- l- less a note, just more of a crude drawing. <laughs> but is is the Sorry. door open oh, as I, I as I get there, or is it? Yeah, the is door is open, so you oh, walk okay. in. Then I Nulisex walk out says, again and walk back yeah. in again. <laughs> so Nulisex says, "Close the door, Beans." Oh, okay. Um, Hang on, I've done this before. I knock on the door and then I close nope, it. No, just you just close oh, the door. Oh, you don't okay, have to knock. Oh, okay, okay, just close okay. it. Hmm. You got it. All right. Okay, nice I got it. Yeah. Okay. Well done. You notice that uh, besides Nulisag in this office, there's also a man sitting in the corner. He is a modestly, professionally dressed uh, human man, and um, he's just sitting there with a little notepad. And Nulisag says, "This is Ian." He's helping us with our finances. He's just looking for any cost-saving measures or any profit-making opportunities, so so don't mind him. But it is your right. If you don't want him to be in here during this review, you can ask him to leave. Oh, but I don't like conflict. Well, do you want him here or not? I don't know. I don't know him. Well, if he, if you're not comfortable, he can leave. Can I leave if I'm not comfortable? No. Oh. Um, I mean, I okay. Um... We'll just stay here for the then. Just gonna sit down in this chair. So you are consenting to Ian being present here during your annual review. I mean, as long as he doesn't throw like a bucket of water at me, I think I'll be okay. I think you'll be fine. Okay. Okay. So beans. And he like steeples his fingers, and he's looking up at the ceiling, and he's trying to think about what to say to you. Beans, beans, beans. Mm. Beans, can you tell me something? Oh, okay. Um, well, at the no, moment... No, 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 I'm uh, going to... It's a rhetorical question. Oh, now I'm okay. going to ask you a real question. Oh, okay. Why Why don't I trust you? I mean, isn't that a question for you to answer? I mean, it sounds like one is, anyway. I've been struggling to answer it myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to trust you. I want to like you. You haven't done anything that makes me think that you're untrustworthy. It's just, I don't, I don't. I can't, for some reason. Anything? I mean, could it just be that I'm so darn cute? It does happen. I guess anything is possible. Beans, why are you here? Why are you working for the guild? Well, I mean, it's a long story. Like, um, I, ca- I came into town and... Like, they said they would have some work for me, and that didn't happen. Something weird went wrong. So they were like, oh, just come and have hang around for a bit, Beans, and then we'll we'll have some more work for you. And that still hasn't happened. So I've, you know, um, met, you know, um, 
what was his name that um Nesquik um Snodgrass no Nesquik yeah that's, that's it. the one no, it's Nesquik. that's the one I know oh I'm pretty it? sure okay. it's Nesquik okay yeah. okay um and then I'll live who's downstairs and um that other fellow beans oh, beans beans no that's no that's me I'm beans beans have you ever made a decision for yourself in your entire life um I'm pretty sure that I chose breakfast that one time when they were like, hey, Beans, what do you want for food? And I said, fish. And they said, but Beans, you always have fish. And I go, yeah, but I like fish. Okay, okay. Listen, maybe we should do this again when you're a little bit more sure of who Beans is, if you see what I mean. But I, I'm Beans. Am I Beans or am I Boots? I, I... Just think about it, Beans. I mean, who are you, really? Look, look, I, I don't want to be here all night. Why don't, why don't you go outside? I'll call in Olive. And... I thought this was like a money thing. What are you talking about? Well, you said this guy is here for, like, the like cost-saving stuff, right? Yeah. So so what, what, what's, what's with the, the, you know, why don't I trust you, Beans? I, this is your annual review. Yeah, but... Then why is he here for the money thing? In case you get it. say anything that could help us save money or make money. Oh, okay. Um, well, I I already don't get paid, so okay. Could you get out of here, please? It's time we want to we want to oh. get home oh, okay. sometime tonight. Okay, right? okay, okay. Um, I I woke up to the door. I start scratching at the door. No beans, beans. You use the knob. There's a knob. Oh. You grab it and you twist it. That's what that's for. Hang on. That's what you do. I'm not sure if Tabaxi have opposable thumbs, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Don't you hold weapons? No, I'm a monk. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Olive! Olive, get up here! Uh, Olive puts the mop in the bucket with a splash, and heads up the stairs. Now remember, you said to ask, for me to ask for 5%. He said that was way too low, so you need to ask for at least 20%. Yeah, 20! And she runs up the stairs. <laughs> Great. Um, could everybody else take off your headphones, please? All right, Boots, nap time. <laughs> Beans! Beans! Damn, damn it, damn it, damn it. Why the hell do I keep doing that? <laughs> Okay. Olive, you're looking through the door into the office. You can see there's Nulisag sitting at his desk. And you can see that there's a man sitting in the corner who's modestly but professionally dressed. And he's got a little notepad on his lap. And uh, he's just sitting there in the corner. Nulisag says, Olive, get in here. Close the door. She steps inside and closes the door behind her. Olive, this is Ian. Uh, He is helping us with our finances. Don't worry, we're in good shape, but he is looking for any cost-saving measures or any profit-making opportunities that might help us out. Now, it's your right, if you want, to have him leave during this review. So, if you're not comfortable with him being here, just say so. Can I do an insight check on Ian? Yeah, sure. 17. Oh, wait, no. I leveled up. (laughs) 19. Okay, you can tell that Ian is... um, 
a professional. He is, uh, you can tell that he's just got this honest look in his eye. You can also tell, though, that he's afraid. There's something deep inside him that just makes him sort of scared for some reason. And maybe that's why you see this modestly dressed, unassuming professional who looks after finances just sitting in the corner of the room with you. So Ian looks afraid or Nulisag looks afraid? No, Ian. Okay. Hmm. It's, is it like the bean counter of fear where they're just like, I'm outside? <laughs> it could be. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know that. You can just tell that he has some sort of innate fear mm. um, within him. But otherwise, you know, Is it he's... because I'm a crocodile? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my mouth I, relatively no, I... closed so my, okay. my shiny teeth will not... I'm sorry. I can't no, help it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think that's it. He he didn't look shocked, or he didn't change his um, oh, body language when you entered. I'm used to that instant repulsion. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I assessing that I'm not the one terrifying him. Probably, I with my mouth only opening a little bit. Say, are you comfortable being here? Uh, Ian sort of looks up, surprised that you would ask him, and he says, "Oh, well." Uh, uh, yeah, I am. Thank you for asking. No, I, I'm I'm fine being here. It's it's part of my job. Okay. And then is he a human or like a crocodile person or like a no. minotaur? Like <laughs> no, he's a human. He's a very unassuming, plain-looking human man. Got it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's be. I'm comfortable with you staying. And Olive sits down in front of the desk. Ian sort of nods like a thank you, and he looks back down at his page and he's taking notes. Nulisag sort of steeples his fingers, and he's looking at you, like staring right into your eyes. It's He has this sort of piercing gaze, and he says, Olive, what are you doing here? I'm a level five monk. I go on adventures. No, no, I no, save no, lives, no, no, and sometimes no. I take them. Olive, why did you join the guild? Why are you working as a mercenary? It pays better than Target, I say, and I am very much lying. If you want to do, like, an insight and me do a deception <laughs> no, check. I think Nulisegi knows. He, he knows how much you get paid. So he, <laughs> he's, he, he knows you're, you're fudging a bit. Yeah. He says... So, like, I've yeah. got this, like, glint in my eye, which is, like, um, it's, like, picture a glassy crocodile's eye and the really big smile. So, like, I'm lying, but I'm smiling while I lie. Okay. Creepy, yeah. <laughs> so, Nulisag says, listen, you go out on these jobs, you put your life on the line. For what? To make friends and lose weight? <laughs> That's a, why. There's a, there's, a running, there's a running club in town, you know. There's dance classes. I'd like to do an insight check on Ian. Okay. Like, I'm looking around the room. Um, 18? Um, Ian is, he, he when, when Nulisag is asking these questions, he becomes sort of curious. So he looks up from his notes and he's just sort of waiting for you to respond. You can tell he genuinely doesn't know what to think. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know why Nulisag is asking these questions, but he's curious about what your answers will be. Okay. Well, 
My answer is going to be different because there's another person in this room. So Olive's history with Nulisag is that he hired me, he gave me a tattoo on my left hand, he promptly forgot my name, he sent me on some dangerous missions and I could have died, he still didn't remember my name, and now it's the annual evaluation and he's reading my name off of a form. So although Olive is here for a very good reason, Olive is not here for you. So I will give you what you need to do your job. So I will say profit and so I'm going to say this. When I contacted that unmet civilization last month, and I was the first one to possibly exchange and do trade with them, I thought about all of the millions that we could have made. And I was like, what a wonderful opportunity I have here at the Fire Breathing Kittens. No one else can do that. No one else can be on like the cutting edge of contact with new civilizations, potentially forging partnerships that could be so profitable that we could be The first ones to sell them boots. The first ones to sell them belts. The first one to sell them anything. What a great opportunity we have here. (laughs) Ian, if you're looking at Ian, you see his face, which before was sort of curious about what your answer would be. It looks disappointed, and he just goes back down to his notes. (laughs) Sorry, Ian, I don't know you that well. (laughs) (laughs) So Nulis says, look, you're a good worker. If I'm in a fight, I want someone like you on my side. But I can't help feel like you could be doing, I don't know, more with your life. Instead of risking it every week just because I don't know why. Exactly. The unknown. The uncontacted. The unexplored. That's why I'm here, boss. We don't know why. Olive, look. I know you think that. I don't care about the people who work here. That I just care about taking in money and keeping this place up open. But I've been keeping an eye on you guys. You've been here a while. And I don't know, call me sentimental, but I don't know, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Okay? I appreciate that, boss. Okay. Get out of here. Let's get home. She turns around and her giant crocodile tail is much larger than you expected as she heads out the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Olive leaves. Oh crap! The rays. I say outside the office. <laughs> Too late. It's done. We're we're done. No. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, Olive leaves the office and and comes downstairs. And you guys have a, a minute or so before Nulisag leaves. So, like. What's the issue with all the snow outside? Like, I could have sworn it was warmer last week. Yeah, I've never seen snow in this city, ever. That's good, because I, I thought it was really weird. I mean, I had to, like, like put little, little booties on my feet to try and get over here, because my feet get too cold. That's, that's <laughs> why I keep making that mistake. I keep looking at your boots, and they're so cute. It's like an unconscious... <laughs> It's yeah, it's completely unconscious. Oh, do you want some? <laughs> I'm not sure they'll fit you. They might go into your tusks. Oh, tusk warmers. I like that. Do they get cold? Sometimes. Okay. Ooh. And also, was anyone else's like interview really creepy? No. Why? What happened in yours? I don't remember much of it if I'm honest, cuz I wasn't really listening. But <laughs> 
he said he said he starts off by saying like it's part of you know the the whole you know assessment i think and like the the person was in there to look at any like cost saving things and then he goes on about saying how for some reason even though he doesn't pay me anything he doesn't trust me <laughs> what uh, <laughs> i don't get it nobody trusts me that's just wrong well you know what they were doing to me they want me to kill people i mean my god they were just like you need to kill people. You got to kill people. You have to kill people. You have a crossbow in your hand. Why don't you go shoot that sniper that's about to kill beans? And I'm like, who the hell would want to kill beans? Beans is the best. Yeah. Well, I I only got to, taken out by that zombie that one time. <laughs> Nusi cracks a knuckle. No, no, no. I just want to make it clear. Nusi's not here. Oh, okay. Nusi would have cracked so a knuckle. So who was that? Is there someone hiding in the in the cupboard again? <laughs> Olive farts <laughs> and everyone laughs. <laughs> oh, no one laughed. All right, uh, I give up. <laughs> what, what what was your experience, Olive? Oh, they told me I was awesome. Yeah, I'm the best person here. I got a five percent raise. What? No. Are you gonna make me do a deception check, DM? I heard him yell at you. It was too late for the raise when you came out the door and said, oh, crap, I forgot to say anything about the raise. So go ahead and do it with disadvantage, double disadvantage. (laughs) (laughs) So, DM, um, is this your first time doing a deception check? Uh, Yes, it is. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d20. And I got a two. So then I'm going to add my deception (laughs) bonus, which is negative one. So I got a non-natural one. Okay. Yeah. And then Dr. Crud the third is going to roll an insight check. I am uh-huh. with a plus six into my insight. You could still get a negative one or a, nope. a natural one. That's an 11 plus six, 17. <laughs> so how do you respond? You can tell I'm lying. Yes. It's... Oh, just, so yeah. just, just like he did. Oh. <laughs> liar. Liar. We heard the whole thing. I'll live farts again. <laughs> what? what? Where are those barking spiders coming from? Jeez. <laughs> She goes back to mopping the floor. <laughs> Nulisag is leaving his office. Ian is following him. You can see they're buttoning up their coats and they're making their way down the stairs. All of a sudden, the main doors open and snow blows into the hall. And you can ah! hear the wind, the wind howling outside. I just cleaned that floor. <laughs> <laughs> and this figure in this rough spun cloak enters the, the guild hall. And you hear a feminine voice from within the cloak say, protect me, please. And well, uh, all right, we will. But uh, you made the mess. You clean it. <laughs> she pulls down the hood of her cloak and the whole cloak just falls off of her. And you can tell that she's uh, uh, a construct, a mechanical construct. Um, she's about 5'10". Uh, she's all metal and leather. And she has this gold stone in the middle of her chest that's glowing green. Um, And she has green eyes that are are glowing the same glow. Um, And she uh, stands there. And you can see also looking at her face, she has this rune on her forehead. It's a horizontal line with an arc, sort of like a rainbow, where the tip of the rainbow is just touching that horizontal line and she stands there completely vulnerable she says please protect me 
Dr. Crud will walk over to shut the door and hand her a mop. Insight check on Ian. <laughs> yeah, that was a non-natural 20. I'm much better inside the deception. <laughs> Aren't we all? So, that, okay, so Ian um, is sort of taken aback at this stranger entering. Um, you know, he's an accountant. He's not an adventurer. He sees this woman here standing there asking for help, and he's just wondering what you guys are going to do. He sort of was expecting to go home, but now this little bit of excitement came into his life. Does he seem afraid of the excitement, or does he seem like when the new show loads on Netflix and you want to click play? <laughs> he seems a little bit um, ruffled, as if like this is sort of like not what normally happens in his job. He seems like, oh, well, okay. you know, If he were to say something, he'd probably say like, um, highly unusual, <laughs> something like that. This is highly irregular. <laughs> Pish posh. It's highly unregular uh, the, for someone to come into a like a, a guild asking for help. The uh, the construct goes up to Olive and she says, oh, "Your teeth. You have so many teeth. Have you ever counted them before?" No. There's eighty. You have eighty what? teeth exactly. Oh God! Now I'm counting my teeth. How many teeth do I have? <laughs> she looks over at, at Beans. And she, her eye, you can tell her eyes just get like a little bit brighter. She says, your hair, your whole body is covered in hair. She, she reaches out a hand to like, to like touch your hair. Whoa, whoa. Okay, I, whoa, I stop her hand and I say, first we ask if he wants pets. Ready? Do you want pets, Beans? Um... Is she cold? She's super cold. She's metal and she just came she in is. from the snow. Yeah. Oh, no, no, thank you. It's too cold. <laughs> too cold. <laughs> so he said no, thank you. So yeah. then we don't do pets. I, I am sorry. It's just you, you must feel wonderful. And then her, her eyes look over at um, Dr. Crud. And she says, curious. Is there an evolutionary advantage to having your genitalia on your face? <laughs> I've never heard it quite put like that before, but I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't have any Loxodon listeners. <laughs> she says, please, will you protect me? Who are you? I start with names. That's the polite way to start a conversation. She says, I became conscious... Three years, 47 days, nine hours and 13 minutes ago, I remember a man standing in front of me. I was in a small room. He told me to stay. He left and closed a large metal door. Two days, six hours, five minutes and 11 seconds ago, the ground began to shake. It shook so violently the door fell off of its hinges Despite my instruction to stay, I had an urge to leave. I could not disobey this urge. I left the room. The white ground crunched beneath my feet. It was incredible. It was so bright. The ceiling was very high, very blue. A, a man shouted, 
get back here. And I ran. I went into an area with large wooden cylinders, but the ground was remembering my steps, and they betrayed me, but I, I was able to jump onto one of the cylinders and then to another, so that the ground wouldn't remember my steps. Uh, eventually I came to this area of many large rooms. I asked a woman to protect me, but she told me to come to this room, and that the fire-breathing kittens would protect me if the price was right. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but that's not what I asked. I asked your name. My name? I, I don't have a name. All right. Do you then. have a name? Well, of course. I'm Dr. Crud. This my, is my friend Beans, and this is Olive. Yay. And you are now named Shirley. Since you don't got a name, I'm going to name you Shirley. You look like Shirley. a Shirley to me. Shirley. My name is Shirley. Shirley Nope. K-N-O-P-E. You're named after a good person. My name is Shirley Nope. My yeah. name is Shirley Nope. I like this name. Thank you. And of course I, we'll protect you. I have a oh. question. Bean, Bean's here. I have a question. So this rumbling, um, you didn't by any chance see a giant worm anywhere nearby, would you? <laughs> a giant worm? <laughs> it's just an ongoing investigation. No, but I would love to see a giant worm. Can you show me one? Oh, actually, yes. I, I think I've got some some um, drawings somewhere that Olive managed to bring back um, a little while ago. Um, they're not very good. They were, I think, done in the dark. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm new. I'm learning. <laughs> these are amazing. <gasps> I like you. <laughs> I would love to see one of these creatures. Well, oh, well. so would Baines. That's why he keeps looking yeah. for them. Newless egg sort of butts in as he's all the way down the stairs. And he says, you didn't happen to come around uh, any shiny yellow discs on your way over here, did you? She says, no. What are they? And she sort of, and, and um, Newless egg sort of gestures to you guys to, to come over and huddle up. Guys? Dr. Crowd walks up to him. Uh, you're not going to ask me to kill her, are you? I mean, I, I, we've already been through this. Nah, come on, come on. Listen. I huddle up. Beans? So so what are the giant metal discs? Are they important? <laughs> Gold beans. It's not like you pay him in them. Gold. Gold. I, I know oh. now you haven't had a lot of experience with this. but Oh, gold. okay. I come get on. it. I'm all caught okay. up. Listen, guys, this is a mercenary guild. It's not a charity. We don't do things if there's no pay in it. Do you understand? Yeah, but there's a lot of benefit to having an untraceable person. Think about how she could rob something and no one would know who she was. This is an asset that we just acquired, Nulisag. Okay. She's got no fingerprints. She's not in the system. Olive, you're sort of making me a little bit concerned, and I think maybe we should have another review pretty soon. Oh. We also wouldn't have the fire-breathing school and the orphanage and all of these other assets that we have if we were, you know, investing. Uh -huh. Yes, what tax write-offs can we get for taking care of this dependent? Well, that's an interesting... Yeah. You, you did see that jeweler's chest? I mean, maybe she'll pay us with that. A body um, part? <laughs> Dr. Crud the Third. <laughs> I deal in body parts all the time. 
It's nothing yeah, to me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Newless X says, listen. I'll have cancer teeth again. <laughs> <laughs> so Newless X says, listen. We, I'm not going to make this decision for you. Okay? I think what we should do is we should take her to the authorities. They can help her from there. Okay? Have you met the authorities? They don't, they can't do shit. Well, listen, we are not responsible for her. We don't know who's after her. We don't know what sort of trouble we're getting into. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave it up to a vote. I, I vote we take her to the authorities. I mean, come on, Ulysses. You've sent us some way worse stuff than this before. Yeah, for money. <laughs> hey, I don't get paid. <laughs> You know what we could do is we could absolve you and the fire-breathing kittens of all legal responsibility. I'm sure our friend Ian here knows or is a notary, and we could sign a document saying that you hand over guardianship and are completely not responsible for anything that happens to her if, for example, we adopt her. So Nulisag, like looks over at Ian, who is close enough to overhear your conversation, and Ian sort of looks at the three of you. He says, uh... I think it's really more of a moral question. Um, I think Dr. Crud is, is right. I don't think the authorities would be in a good situation to really help someone like this. I, I, you, you are all capable mercenaries, and this is an innocent woman. I, I, I sort of feel like maybe you should do your best to help her. So you would notarize... The guardianship form? Uh, I didn't say that. I think we need to determine uh, uh, whether there's any next of kin. Uh, we need to maybe get some more information about where she's from and uh, maybe what the laws and restrictions are, where, where she comes from. Uh, there's there's a lot more to it than that, but for now, we, we can protect her at least, right? Beans here, uh, I, ha I have an idea. Um, Crud got me this little storybook and uh, as as Beans takes it out, you realize it's actually a law dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Dr. Crud III. So, so, so according to this, like, fairy tale book, um, if she hasn't, like, approached us in any official capacity, then legally there's nothing stopping us from us helping her out in a personal way because there's no, you know... Um, ipso facto contracto um, involved. So it's nothing to do with the actual work clauses because there's nothing there. So basically, you know, it's going home time anyway. So, you know, we're, we're off the clock. There's nothing from stopping us from helping out in a personal capacity. Mm. And Nulisag, all you got to do is close your eyes, leave, and forget you ever saw anything. Nulisag says, Beans, I'm incredibly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> It's just in this fairy tale book, and it quite obviously says like uh, Mungo's Law Dictionary on the front. <laughs> all right, listen. If you all want to protect her, let's protect her. Let's do. It's the least we can do, right? I mean, I, I, what I think we should do for now, with the snow and the storm and everything. I, I don't think it's going to be right to try to go. I don't know, looking for a safe house or anything for her. Maybe she can just. Stay here for a little bit. Maybe we, maybe we can hide her in the basement for now in case anybody turns up looking for her. 
keep it a secret? I have an apartment. Uh, I know basements are great, mm-hmm. but um, I've got a kitchen and a bathroom and a, an extra bed at my apartment. That's how's your basement doing on kitchen, bathroom, and bed? Because <laughs> there's right. also a set of rooms upstairs. Okay, yeah, we could yeah. use those. And, I guess, and, and also, and also, there's that like door in the corner where like it goes like anywhere. Like sometimes <laughs> it's a library, sometimes it's a disco room. Who knows? It could go somewhere useful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be new the sec. All right, Olive, you got to think about this. Are you really suggesting that we take this lady to your private residence to hide her from who, whatever people might be trying to get her? That's what you want to do. And Beans will be searching your entire apartment. He does that every time. I mean, only if there's fish. You might want to stay out of Marlowe and Remy's rooms. They get pretty territorial. But, um, I mean, the best way to absolve the guild of any liability is to not have her on guild property. Don't you think, Nulsag? I'm looking out for your bottom line. <laughs> Ian sort of chimes in. He says, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that... It's really going to be too much of an issue. Um, I mean, you guys are mercenaries. You sort of do jobs that violate a lot of statutes and, and laws that we have around here in, in town. Uh, I, what? I, what? When? I what? I don't, I don't really expect the authorities to be <laughs> coming to knock and because you're holding on to a, what seems to be an orphan construct, my opinion. Well, I'll... Olive, if that's your concern, I mean, my carriage is right outside. I got an entire hospital in there. We can just hang out there. It's heated. <laughs> it's heated? <laughs> how, how is it heated? Magic! <laughs> okay, because of the jazz hands, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are we doing, Olive? Are we going to your house? The carriage sounds good, at least. She's so cold right now. When I held her hand earlier, I don't like the cold. Oh, so you're saying we should take the carriage over to your house? At least get her in the carriage, yeah. Well, the carriage is a hospital, so we got plenty of room. We we don't even (laughs) gotta go nowhere. You'll laugh, but it is. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, if you're all for it, let's, uh, let's go. All right. Oh, and I can just go show you guys my, my the, the experiment I've been doing. I've been mapping the neural pathways of the brain. I can't wait oh, to show you guys. <laughs> oh, this this elf that donated his body. Interesting. <laughs> Beans, how do you feel about all of this? <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to go out in the cold again. Like, it's, it's really bad out there. Beans, you feel this hand, this cold hand, just petting you on <laughs> <laughs> the back. Why? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I could not help it. I had an urge. Okay, that's not okay, lady. I, I, I don't want you to be using that as an excuse again. I'm sorry. It was so soft. I'm gonna pet the lady. I'm gonna just rub her back. <laughs> rub. Rub. No, no. (laughs) Removes my hand. Please, don't stop. No, no, I'm I'm over there. I'm I'm over there, across the room. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if we should save her anymore, guys. <laughs> Dr. Crud will open his jacket and he'll go, okay, beans. And he points to the a bean-sized pocket right there in his coat. Just for beans. Ooh, ooh, yay, the, the, special, <laughs> the special pouch. You, you ain't gonna get cold. You can go r- curl up right in there. Yay. I dive in. <laughs> Head first. It smells like biscuits. Okay. All right, let's go. Yeah. All right. Open up the door, go right outside onto the sidewalk, open okay, up the next so door, and go right into the up, carriage. You open up the door, <laughs> and, all, and two figures push you back inside. And I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the figures is a tall man. He's six foot eight. He's all muscle. And he's got, he, even though it's so cold outside, all he's wearing is this leather jerkin. So you can see all of these tribal tattoos running up his arms. And he has long, stark white hair and dark skin and uh he looks he's carrying a a a great axe which is just sort of resting on his shoulder and his companion is a short woman she's five and a half feet tall she's wearing a a green cloak which is covering most of her face all you can see are her lips which are this deep red and the cloak comes down to her below her waist, and you can see she's wearing these thigh-high leather boots with heels. It's pretty sexy. <laughs> Should he do a, a strength check? Because I forgot to mention that Dr. Crud is 8 feet tall, 5 feet wide, and 300 pounds. Let's just say for now that the when you went to the door and opened the door, that you couldn't move far enough to not for for them to not get in so they just they just walked in as soon as you opened the door okay so they didn't push past they didn't they'll say they didn't push you they just walked in as you opened the door as if like you were opening it for them cool insight check on ian (laughs) okay oh no sometimes i don't roll so good eight ian looks afraid just like He's a normal guy. He's not used to this kind of stuff. He is scared of these people. They look intimidating. But you can see also, he's like scrunching his fist together as if like he's ready to, to, to no, fight. No, 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 Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the big man says... Hello there, folks. Ah. My name is Titus. This is my companion, Burn. We are here to collect some property that our owner seems to have lost. In fact, there it is right there. What? what where? What are you talking about? The uh, construct that you have there. Sure, show oh, us uh- your proof of ownership. <laughs> and that's that's not a construct, that's surely. Okay, whatever you want to call it. It belongs to our employer, and we're going to need it back. We're going to need your evidence. <laughs> okay, I can see you want to play cute. That's fine. 
we can play cute. I am going to need you to give me that construct, or there will be harsh consequences. All right, uh, you do realize you're threatening us in our own house. Ian steps up, and he steps up to the big man, and he says, under the laws and statutes of Nick and we, that construct is a sentient being with the same rights as any organic creature. And she has all the protection that the law affords her. And it is improper of you to enter this establishment and demand to claim a <laughs> sentient person. Ian is so adorable. And Nulisek, Nulisek <laughs> is getting nervous. He goes, Ian, Ian, <laughs> get back here. <laughs> the accountant is Ian. standing up to the six foot eight tall. <laughs> He's, Nulisek is looking at you guys. He goes, guys. <laughs> What, Lily? You want us to kill him? Is that what you're saying now? Who do you want me to try to kill? I I mean... No, I want Ian to shut up. (laughs) What? Uh, That's true. Uh, You're an accountant, Ian. You're not a lawyer, but good job. Uh, You you hear a a voice from inside your pocket go, He is right, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. This is Beans down here. And he is like, he's a a lawyer in training. He's, I mean, he's he's smart as a whip. You might want to listen to him. He he agrees with Ian, so get the hell out. Roll a persuasion check for... Okay, I'm good at those. Trying to get uh, Ian to back down. All right, so I have a plus eight to persuasion. You can roll two beans since you um, you, you chimed in. 26. Whew. Well, with my plus zero, I know I'm not going to beat that, but you never know. <laughs> um, seven. Okay. <laughs> I'm just a disembodied voice at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's warm, very warm. Ian Ian sort of looks up and down at the at the man, and he's sort of backs off he sort of understands that he's outmatched here and that this isn't going to be a a friendly legal encounter that he was hoping it would be (laughs) ah lawyers okay guys this is the uh the big man says he says okay guys if you want to play rough we can play rough and um he let's roll initiative (laughs) oh wow the 26 did not work well, apparently it was for Ian, not him. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was for Ian for be- getting Ian to back off. All right, maybe he can like hide behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, with my negative one initiative, I have a five. Okay, I got a twenty. Uh, twenty-two for beans. Beans twenty. Twenty-one for Olive. Monk high five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beans, you go first. Right, um, first of all, I'd just like to quickly prod um, Cradunia III and say, um, how are we dealing with this one? I, I know you've got some rules. Well, first of all, you did that on purpose. Congrats, good job. And second, uh, or don't kill, you know that. Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, if there's anything, like, major, because, I mean, like, <laughs> and you hear, like, a rustling when um I mean, according to the law, they are they are trespassing at the moment. So maybe there's some leeway in the old um, um, crud rules for this. Uh, no, not killing is number one and always oh, will be number okay. one. Just push him out the door. You can see Titus is like 
gripping his axe. <laughs> he's like swinging it backwards in slow motion. Now, Titus, 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 you will let us have our banter. It is not your turn yet. <laughs> he, he waits there patiently. There's probably at least six to 12 seconds before your turn, so shush. Okay. Um, well, considering I'm currently inside a pocket. <laughs> with that count as being hidden. Yes. <laughs> nice. You'll find that um, <laughs> rogues are always looking for <laughs> an excuse to be able to get a sneak attack in. No, that's awesome. I love it. We're going to have to use that to our advantage many times. Oh, yeah. So, assuming I, I will be able to get a sneak attack in, we're looking at an 18 to hit as Beans springs out of the pocket, like uncoils like a viper. <laughs> yep, that hits. Um, So, and not quite slashes, but he, he um, like brings himself up to his full height inside the pocket and goes, well, I don't mean to throw the book at you, but... And then throws the book at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that will be, uh, I believe, unless I'm forgetting anything, which does tend to happen quite a lot. Um, seven damage, I think. Cool. Yeah, that's probably... I'm, I'm still not very good at playing a monk, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like, it's been so long. Hang on, where's my... Ah, bonus action. Ooh, I can I can also just hit with a bonus action. That's that's useful. I did not know that. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming a 12 won't hit. Uh, no, actually a 12 does hit. Ooh, okay. With a, with a surprise shocker, Beans <laughs> throws the book at the, <laughs> the, the big dude and then tries to follow it up with a tail slap. Okay. And somehow, somehow connects and uh, lands on the floor. But that will be an additional seven damage. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So you throw a book at him. It hits him like right between the eyes Clunk. and on the bridge of his nose as he's like swinging his axe back, ready to attack. And then your tail whacks him in the face. But because of your monk training, it's not like just a little cattail just petting his cheek and getting cat hair in his mouth it really like connects with him and makes his whole head just sort of twist to the side like a like a like it was a left hook or something yeah all right and then beans lands gracefully on the ground in a obviously on all fours because beans is a cat and cats always land on their feet uh olive olive does a little mini golf clap because that was a pretty smooth move, doing, like, <laughs> the tail whip and then the landing on the feet. <laughs> All right. And then also targeting Titus, because he's the one who talked. She's going to rush at him. She has a 40 feet speed, so she can cover this, basically the entire guild hall, like, in one sprint. So she's there before you know that she's even coming. And then opens her mouth while she's running. So that the teeth, which she has counted, get bigger and bigger. <laughs> and then 80 she, like, of them. <laughs> apparently. 
And she diving tackles her. So it's just a bite attack mechanically, but I'm picturing that she like bites onto this. I'm picturing this, this very anime style. Ah, like she's, you know, she's frozen in air and the background is moving really fast behind her. (laughs) Yeah. As she rushes towards him. Yeah. Yeah. And then mechanically what happens is a 21 to hit for a bite. Yep. For piercing damage. And then a 15 to hit. I have two attacks now because I'm a level five monk. So my basic attack does a second 15 to hit. Does that hit? 15 hits. For 10 bludgeoning damage as I punch. And then I get a martial arts. I can bonus action unarmed strike if I use a monk weapon attack unarmored and unshielded. So that is an 18 to hit. Yep. For nine damage. Okay. So I, I did 23 damage. Is that right? 19 plus you did. four. Yeah. And um, also, please make a constitution saving throw. Okay. You got hit by a flying crocodile. Mm-hmm. That was a 14. Oh, okay. Well, my key save DC is 14, <laughs> so you meet it to beat it and are not stunned. Okay. But he is uh, on the ground. Oh, uh, no. Because um, I would have had to flurry of blows... Strength or dex saving throw would be knocked prone. So no, um, he's, I do have stuff no, that can no, 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 no. He's oh. unconscious. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, and I was doing non-lethal damage. I should clarify. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> so he's just unconscious. He's not like dying. <laughs> okay, he's, but that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's lying there, unconscious, with his axe just at his side, <laughs> bleeding from his nose, bleeding from his yeah. bite marks. <laughs> he's on the floor if you want to roll a d4 he'll be awake in that many hours <laughs> i mean i'll i'll roll it oh only three hours <laughs> and he'll be he'll be trussed up by then mm-hmm. yeah okay well next in the order is burn so burn removes the hood from her cloak and before, where you could only see the, these deep red lips, you can now see her whole face, and you can see the whole top half of her head is covered in burn scars. There's no hair. It's just completely burned all around. And she puts a hand... Oh, I get your name now. <laughs> yeah. She puts a hand out to the roaring uh, fireplace... And you can see the flames from the fireplace sort of like rise from from there as if she's animating them. And uh, she throws a firebolt at Olive. It's hmm. a 20. That hits. Okay. And you're going to take seven damage. Ow. So, yeah. So that firebolt just knocks into you. And uh, sort of gets, it, it doesn't knock you off your feet, but you're rattled by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next in the order is Crud. Oh, goody. Um, well, that, because the other guy's out, it changes what I was going to do a little bit, but not much. Instead of using the second level, I'm going to use command at first level. So she will need to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Okay. Hopefully she's not wise. 16. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, well, that's all he can do. 
Okay, so you outstretch your your Loxidin hand to make this command spell, but you it nothing happens and No, he he ends up just booping her nose. <laughs> Great. She smiles at that. Okay, it's back to Beans. Okay, I have a quick question for mm-hmm. for Mr. DM. Mm-hmm. When Burn cast Firebolt, mm-hmm. I can't remember, like, um, like character, uh, player can't remember. Um, did she, like, uh, shout anything? Was that a, a verbal spell? Uh, she didn't. No, okay. It's a shame. <laughs> well, in that case, um, we'll just do the, the, the standard try and j- jump on her head, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the, the classic move. <laughs> All right. Classic jump on the head. Okay, and then I'll just throw the bonus. Oh, hello. Okay. So I rolled a 24 and a, a natural 20. Uh, yeah. Jump, jump on the head. So. Yeah, either one let's hits. Have a look. Yeah, so you're on her I should, head I, now? I, I, sh- I, sh- I should hope so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just ro- rolling some damage as I <laughs> jump up and down. Okay, so. I did. Maths. Four, four, and a two. Plus two lots of. No, plus three lots of three. So four, four, two. That's a ten plus three dots of three is nineteen. Nineteen jumpy 19. damage. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so Beans leaps forward um, on top of her shoulders and like a ballet dancer, just... <laughs> I'm not sure... I haven't been to many ballets, but I'm pretty sure they jump on top of people's heads like a jackhammer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so you <laughs> jump onto her head and yeah, jump. Just keep jumping. <laughs> Just keep jumping on her like a like a jackhammer, and she's obviously annoyed, and and it's hurting her. Uh, <laughs> so she's she, she's not enjoying that. You can see like where her face before was just sort of like emotionless she's now she's getting really angry okay olive i'm a little bit worried about beans so i'm gonna run and tackle the person that he's attacking (laughs) like she burned me she's hurting my friend going for her so i sprint is she at least 40 or less feet from me uh yeah yeah well guess what so (laughs) flying crocodile tackle i the math says 17 damage are done and i'll describe how so (laughs) first I bite her uh, on the leg like a terrier. And then I punch her twice in the knees from behind so that she crumples, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is please make a dexterity saving throw because I'm doing flurry of... Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Flurry of blows. I, I, mm-hmm. I'll actually roll more damage. Okay. Well, she did a 12 for her saving throw. Okay. So wait. Here. Does uh, a 13 hit you? Uh, Yes. Okay. All right, well then, yeah, it was six, seven, eight. Okay, so that's actually eight extra damage. <laughs> okay. Okay. 25 damage total. <laughs> okay, because I did Flurry of Blows, and on your 12, you failed, so you are knocked prone, which means that as I, I'm going to run at you, bite you, 
do an extra bludgeoning attack because monks get two attacks at level five. Bonus action, flurry of blows, punch out both the backs of your knees, doing a 13 to hit and a 20 to hit for eight and seven damage. So, yeah, that was five, then five, then eight, then seven damage, and you're prone. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. 25 damage total. Non-lethal. Yeah, monks are awesome. Yeah. Okay, she's she's on the ground. She's unconscious. They're both unconscious. <laughs> if you want, I'll roll a d4 for her, too, to see how long she'll be unconscious for. Oh, yes, just please. one hour. Just one hour. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, these two intruders are now lying on the floor. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'd like it known that Beans probably landed on his feet when the lady crumpled out from under him. Yeah, would, it, 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 was so. a, it was a graceful backflip. Um, <laughs> right into Dr. Crud's pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As your backflip, he, he curls back into a ball, <laughs> lands right in. Crud opens his coat, <laughs> Beans lands in the pocket, and you hear uh, some gentle snoring almost immediately. <laughs> it, it, it's been well rehearsed. We've done this hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> Okay, great. Um, so yeah, you have these two intruders on the floor. They're unconscious. The construct, uh, her eyes, you know, glow glow brighter, and she puts her hands together and she's she's looking at all of you. She says, "Thank you, thank you so much." Well, we told them what would happen. I mean, it's really their fault. Nulisag sort of nods at what you did, and then he sort of. <laughs> Looks up at the ceiling, like, <laughs> exasperated, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and he's trying, he's trying to figure out what are you going to do with, uh, with these two? Well, what we're going to do, Nula Seg, is we're going to tie them up, and they're going to be charged with breaking an in, or not breaking an in, or trespassing, just like, just like Bean said, trespassing, and, uh, Assault and battery. Uh, and attempted kidnapping because they did try to take Shirley. Millisex says, yeah, uh, okay, I guess so. I guess we should uh, restrain them somehow and get them over to the police. Somehow? You act like you're not even an adventurer. You know you use a rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll use a rope. <laughs> Jeez. All right, who's got a rope? We all do, and we all take a rope out of our bags. <laughs> sure, sure. Here's Olive's rope. Beans. Um, I think Beans' rope is probably somewhere, like, else. Um, uh, Beans only has uh, the poncho on him. Aw. Okay, well, it would probably be in a tangled knot wherever it is, too. Yeah, he uses his yarn. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my rope. I hand it to you. I'm um, very interested in licking my teeth. They taste really good right now. <laughs> All of a sudden, Olive and her oral fixation. Thanks, Shirley. <laughs> I'm counting them with my tongue <laughs> as I get the blood off of them. <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Crud will hogtie them. Great. Okay. He's a doctor, so he probably like doesn't 
do it in a way that risks their life. But I'd like to point out to anybody listening that if you tie up a person who's not able to move and adjust themselves comfortably, they can just die from blood clot. So for the listeners, you should know, don't do this. But obviously, he's a doctor. He's a so. doctor. Unless you're a doctor. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Just, just, a remi- just a reminder to anybody who's thinking about it. <laughs> don't <laughs> hog tie an unconscious person. I know it's tempting, but come on. T- tell you what, let's just, let's just put this out there. Don't hog tie people at all <laughs> unless you have their consent. Yes. Consent is key. They should be able to move around. (laughs) Or if they're they're unconscious, they cannot give consent. Especially when you start going hours. Yeah. uh, If they're easier to carry that way, it's fine. Um, Beans is suspiciously very quiet throughout all of this. Beans has taken a light nap. (laughs) Yeah, he's purring in the pocket. Okay, he's not like, I need to run away from these people. (laughs) Okay, so so Newless X says, all right, let's... Let's get him over there. Uh, I don't know. Crud, do you want to? You're the biggest. Can you carry him? Well, I may be the biggest, but I'm probably not the strongest. Olive? Hello. You want to take one of these guys? Sure. And I'm just curious. I can, lifting and carrying, I have 180 pounds max carrying capacity. Beans, little contest of strength here. Monk to monk, who can? Oh, um, probably you, um... My strength is 13. I'm not that strong. My my strength is 8. If we're doing carrying capacity, I mean, I got 300 pounds of carrying capacity. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this guy 360 is... 360. This guy's 6'8". He's all muscle. It's going to be more than 180. So if you've oh, got... 360 uh, pushing or dragging, 360 max lift. Oh, okay. So. Well, yeah, either one of you then is fine. And I'm sure Beans can just carry the five and a half foot girl. <laughs> well, maybe drag. <laughs> <laughs> No, Beans is Beans is is sleeping in the po- pocket. I think Olive's gonna have to take her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, Ian, you can come out now. <laughs> yeah, Ian. Ian was like behind a, a barrel that serves as you know a, a bar table, and he pokes his head out <laughs> as if he's inside the barrel, but he's just behind it. And he says, "Uh, that was that was a little bit more. Uh, that was a." He's like hyperventilating. I just. Oh, I, no. oh. Uh, you guys oh, are. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, Olive slowly walks over to him. Like, she just moves at the pace of a normal person and, like, comforts him. Like, do you want milk? I don't know. I... Milk? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Olive pours you and beans a glass of milk. He says, it's okay. He says, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's okay. I, I'll be fine. I uh, just got to catch my breath a little bit. Was that? Yeah. Oh, that was pretty... I'm looking behind the bar for like pretzels. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Crud holds the guy up. Look, he's unconscious. He ain't gonna do nothing. You're all good. <laughs> the head is <laughs> flopping. That's not. That's not easing my 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 tension here. Saying a, a, a body being. Oh, he's not dead. No, he's alive. Okay. He's breathing. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, remember, uh, upstairs, I said no killing. Remember? I, I remember. I right, you're, yeah. 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 Well, duh, that's no killing. He's alive. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> duh, he's alive. How couldn't you tell? <laughs> flop, flop. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have to tie up a dead body. Mm, fair point. 
Okay. So uh, Newless X says, "All right, guys, let's let's get these two over to the police." All right, we'll let them know we did our their job for them once again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we would go right to the right to my carriage and just drive on over there. Crud, you're first out the door. Absolutely. Okay. Biggest target. Okay. Squishiest guy. Okay. So, um, uh, three arrows are headed your way. <gasps> okay. Uh, I hold the guy up between me and the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're literally carrying him. Like, they would have to really hit you specifically to not hit the person that you're carrying. So. Oh, no. There are three separate arrows fired from three oh, separate yeah. people. So one is a 12, one's a 20, and one's a 9. <gasps> one of them hit. The other two hit the guy. <laughs> what if he's going to die? If he takes damage, it's two okay. failing saving okay. throws. Okay. Oh, so, no. So you are going to take... Uh, Sorry, let me just do the damage for this one. So the one that... Well, he He's not making saving throws, though. He was just unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the first one takes him to below one, right? He was at zero because he was stable. The first one takes him to negative, which is you start making death saving throws. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the second one is two death saving fails. Okay, they don't yeah. have six seconds for me to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, crud, you get an arrow, like, right in the shoulder, your other shoulder. So I'm imagining you're carrying this guy, like, over your shoulder. So you get, you right. you take one in the shoulder, you take five damage. And he takes the other two in the butt cheek. He, t- he takes the other two, <laughs> let's say, one in the butt cheek and one in the middle part of his thigh. Okay. This poor guy. Oh, wait, no, he sucks. The- I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Crud pat, pats the boots pocket, or the uh, the beans pocket. Yeah. He goes, ah, oh, good. He's fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, actually, I I wouldn't mind if um, one of the arrows hit the, the beans pockets because I, I'm, I'm a monk and I can do fancy things. Okay. If yes. I get hit by a projectile. Uh, yes. Crud, make a perception check. Oh, absolutely. My perception is not bad. Oh wait, does can I use smell for this perception check? You can, yeah, sure. <laughs> Good. That gives no. That gives me a da- advantage. Yeah, okay. So that is going to be a twenty-three. Okay. Because I got a net twenty. Okay. You see, uh, twelve uh, people standing outside. They all have their crossbows and their bow and arrows and any of their ranged weapons readied to go at you. You see a couple of guys pulling back a, a bow, ready to shoot more arrows at you. Um, and oh, they're a mix... Oh, beans! Yeah. This is perfect! <laughs> <laughs> they're, a mix, they're a mix of orcs, um, human thugs, uh, a lot of, like, not nice-looking guys. And... Um, you're still in the doorway. <laughs> Dr. Crud calmly steps back twice and then closes the door. Okay. Turns around. <laughs> don't go out there. You hear thunk, 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 <laughs> in the door. <laughs> what? There's, you, there, you, there's a lot of bad yes, people out there. Yes, were you going to suggest that Beans was going to catch like 12 arrows? Yeah. Oh my, please. Can I go out there? Please. 
You, I can, I I can do you, like one per turn. Yeah, I don't think you can what? catch like 12 uh, at once. You can do whatever you want, but I highly discourage you from doing that. <laughs> I want to go outside. I'm pretty sure a monk can't catch 12 arrows at once. I think, I'm going like, to look up how many, because like, <laughs> I, I didn't write down apparently how many I can do. Cause, so it's called deflect missiles. Yeah. And... There we go. Deflect uh, uh, missiles. Yeah, uh, Starting at third level, you can you can use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile when you are hit by a ranged. It is one reaction, isn't it? One reaction per missile. Oh, I mean, if if they're yeah. real nice and take turns, then we can do it. <laughs> I mean, even even if the rules were you can catch all of the arrows, I would have said you can't do that. <laughs> That's like not that wouldn't be realistic at all. <laughs> It does seem to be the reaction to catch the missile. Yeah. So, um, thunk, 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 thunk. Olive stays inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. And, uh, Newless Egg says to you, Crud. Crud? What was that? Well, there was arrows hitting the door. Can't you see the arrows shoot in my shoulder and the two out of his, well, one in his buttocks and the other in his his thigh, oh. I really should be looking at him. Oh, God. Uh, Olive, can you, like, uh, barricade the doors and the windows and, uh, and oh, boots, wake up, or beans. <gasps> beans with your, beans, beans who's wearing the pretty snow boots. Uh, wake up, wake up, uh, go help barricade. <laughs> it's okay, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just feel the flapping as he's flapping the coat waking you Cold. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to do a medical check on him. Make sure he's that he's not going to die. On Titus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a 18 plus six. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> so you do a, a medical check on him, and that keeps him stable. Yeah, that'll keep him stable. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So rules time. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, that's how it works. Okay. A medicine check lets you try to stabilize a dying companion or diagnose an illness in 5e. Mm -hmm. So if it's 10 or above, they're stable, they're not going to die, and please roll a d4. Oh, okay. See how long it takes them to wake up again? Exactly. (laughs) That's uh, two. Two hours. Okay. So is that the addition of the three he already had? So five? I can't imagine it's not. (laughs) Yay, five hours. (laughs) Okay. So you... um, as a, as a doctor, and of course you're medically trained and you know how all this works, you rip the arrows out of his legs and his buttocks. <laughs> and blood, yeah. blood yeah, starts actually, squirting out of his, 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 his legs and his butt. And you hear him scream unconsciously <laughs> as you do that. He goes, Rah! And quickly you bandage up his, uh, his bleeding legs. That, that's exactly how it went last time, so that is very accurate. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you hear a shout from outside. It's a man's voice. And he goes, Alan? And Nulisag says, Nulisag looks around. And he shouts back outside, Melvin? <laughs> and we're going to take a break. <laughs> so, with that, we'll uh, be back in uh, just a minute after a little word. 
Joining us this time were Olive. Bye. Beans. I have such an amazing idea to get out of this. <laughs> okay. And Dr. Crud, the third. Wait, does that mean Nulasag's the big bad guy? <laughs> Holy crap. No wonder he wanted me to murder everybody. <laughs> All right. See you soon. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Yes, that's right, you really can own a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front. This episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast has a content warning. Content warning. Suicide. If you are thinking of suicide or know someone who is thinking of suicide, please reach out for help. For example, you could visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. We are joined by Olive. Hey. Dr. Crud the Third. Ah, howdy. And Beans. Okay, so this idea I've got to... Uh, to oh, oh, wait, no, hang on. We'll do this in a bit. <laughs> okay. Everybody roll a d20. <laughs> I got a nat 20. That means I get to choose. Yeah, three. <laughs> Oh, is that true? Okay. Yes, on a one, three. you yeah. have to do it. On a 20, you get to choose. Yes. So also, we love the podcast Greetings Adventurers. You're a great podcast, formerly known as Drunks and Dragons. We stole the system from them. Right, homage, <laughs> homage them with the system. Uh, uh, actually, yes. I've heard it quite in a n number of other podcasts too. So, yeah. Uh, it's, okay, it's what's known as the Bapperson rule. Yep, it is. <laughs> and I choose Baines. You go ahead and do it for us. No, no. Why would you do this? <laughs> Why would you do this to poor Beans? I want to hear the rambling and the inaccuracy. <laughs> Okay, so as far as I recall, I was having a nice nap by the fire when, all of a sudden, someone starts calling me Boots, and, like, <laughs> my mind just goes spinning, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. So as it turns out, it's, you know, Dr. Crud III, who's once again, you know, called me Boots instead of Beans, but that's okay, because he'd been helping me with my letters, um, and so I have to go upstairs and, like... Talk to like the 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 boss guy who's um newlywed or whatever his name is, um who's like, yo, we're 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 gonna do some um money things, but I'm not gonna talk about money at all. I'm just gonna you know start you know berating you for whatever, even though I don't pay you. So then I go back downstairs and it suddenly gets all cold in there, and some like rock lady walks in, and then 
um, there's a bit of a blank spot, and then I'm <laughs> jumping out of a pocket, and then I jump on someone's head quite a lot, and that was all fun, and then, then land on my feet, and then I go back in the pocket, and... I think I had a dream where I was chasing some sardines around the place <laughs> and like they were hopping in and out of the river and I couldn't go in the river because I don't like water. So I was just running along the riverbank and then like trying to like reach over. But then like I, I, my arms would like go like coiled like vipers would just like reach out all the way across the river and then, but it hit a rock and then I woke up and, um, <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Well, I, I, I don't hear any inaccuracies. You said you promised me inaccuracies. Oh, okay. Um, I did not leave uh, a special present for Nulazag, um in his drawer. Um, Thank, definitely not. Thank you, Boots. That was wonderful. Oh, for what? Okay. Ah. Oh. So here we are. <laughs> you're, you're in the guild hall. You know that there are at least 12 enemy uh, people outside uh, with bows drawn, ready to shoot you if you exit. And uh, you just heard a voice from outside say, Alan! And you heard Nulisag yell back, Melvin? So you hear this voice outside shout back in, Alan, you've got my property. I want it back. Send it outside. You and your people will go free. And Nulisag says, I guess you finally did it, Melvin. And you hear the voice outside say, It's dragon kissed now. <laughs> and Nulisag says, All right, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear this voice outside go, You've got five minutes. So Nulisag looks at you guys. He says, We need to get my stash. And he runs back up to his his office, and he comes oh, back. Oh no, he's he's gonna find it. <laughs> <laughs> he com he comes back out with a with a sack, and he comes downstairs and he puts it on the ground, and um, he opens it up, and inside you can see there's a few different magical items that might help you. And a mouse. And a mouse. Oh, hell no. No mice. There's, no, no. Hell no. There are <laughs> slippers of spider climbing. There's a ring of telekinesis, a potion of invulnerability, an immovable rod, a portable hole, and a rope of entanglement. So if you need um, some information about some of these things... The slippers of spider climbing basically just give you spider climbing. So you can walk on the walls, you can walk on the ceiling. The only thing that is like their Achilles heel is they can't walk on slippery surfaces. They won't stick to anything that's that's slick. Okay. Uh, you also have the uh, ring of telekinesis, which allows you to cast uh, telekinesis. And the way telekinesis works is it's a concentration spell for 10 minutes. You gain the ability to move or manipulate creatures or objects by thought. And when you cast a spell uh, as your, and as your action each round for the duration, you can exert your will 
on one creature or object that you can see within range causing uh, the appropriate effect. So if you're doing it to a creature, you can move a huge, you can try to move a huge or smaller creature. They make an ability check with your spellcasting ability contested by the creature's strength check. And if you win, you move the creature up to 30 feet in any direction, including upward, but not beyond the range of the spell. And the range is 60 feet. And until the end of your next turn, the creature is restrained in your telekinetic grip. Good? Does it have charges, or is it uh, cantrip? It, uh, the ring itself has, uh, I think it has one charge. So I think you just do it once. Let me just double check really quick. Uh, that's worthless. <laughs> it's useful for a stash. Like if I had to make a secret stash, I'd probably put that ring in it. Just like Nula's egg. No, actually, you know what? It says mm-hmm. there's no, there's no charges. So I think you can just use it whenever. Nice. Noodle Sag, you should just wear this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this in your stash? (laughs) So so that's it for a creature. You can also do it to an object that weighs up to 1,000 pounds, uh, as long as the object isn't being worn or carried. And you automatically move it up to 30 feet in any direction. And if the object is worn or carried by a creature, you have to make an ability check with your spellcasting ability against the creature's strength check. And if you succeed, you can pull the object away from the creature and you can move it 30 feet in any direction. Um, You can exert fine control on objects with your telekinetic grip. So you can do a simple tool like opening a door or a container or stowing or retrieving an item uh, or pouring contents from a vial or something like that. So a simple move, fine movement like that. Um, So that's telekinesis, and you also have the potion of invulnerability, so you get one minute after you drink this potion where you have resistance to all damage, and uh, so that's it for that one. The rest, I think you guys know, a movable rod, portable hole, rope of entanglement, unless you want me to, unless you have questions of any of them. What's the length of that rope? I think it's 60 feet, but let me double check. Beans. Yes. What's your plan? Okay, well... It was different before he brought all that (laughs) stuff down. But I've got a different plan. I think it's better. So how about we just put the immovable rods behind the door so they can't get in? I've got, you know, um, since I've been learning some words, I managed to find some magic-y ones. So I can cast Minor Illusion. So I can just make it sound like um, Nulisad's, like, talking at him. So I can keep up the conversation while we use the portable hole on the back wall and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I don't think that's how the portable hole actually works. Well, not with that attitude, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, there ain't nothing saying that we can't use the back door. Wait, there's a door? <laughs> I like your plan. Yeah, let's let's do the minor illusion and go out the back door. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, would it be worth just checking? It's not like um, they're not already like out the back. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, they don't—they don't seem that clever. I guess Olive peeks out the like, pushing aside the blinds to look in between. You know, at the corner of the window, not in the middle. You know, uh, make a. Are there people in the? Yeah, make a perception check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you just can't tell. Eight. 
you can see uh, a couple of shadowy figures outside oh. in the snowy darkness. I turn around from the blinds and I whisper to Beans, there's a couple shadowy figures out there. Okay, are they snowmen? I look again. Are they snowmen? <laughs> <laughs> Make another perception check? <laughs> <laughs> For detection of snowmen, I rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely snowmen. <laughs> it's fine. They're just snowmen. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay. Okay. No need to panic, everyone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can just go out the back. <laughs> There's no one there but snowmen. <laughs> Newless Egg stops you. He says, I don't think that's a good idea. If I know this guy, and I do, he's got this whole place surrounded with at least 30, 40 people. It's not like the first two were hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. how do you know him? When, when I was adventuring, when I was a mercenary, Melvin was one of my partners. We were sent out to do a, a mission. They, they thought there was a dragon in this cave at this nearby town. Kept killing all their livestock. So we started making our way down there. All of a sudden we hear this mewing coming from the bushes off the side of the path. Beans, you were there? I mean, maybe. <laughs> and that's how Beans was found. <laughs> Day one of Beans' life. Someone reached into the bush and pulled him out. We look over into the bush, and there's three little baby kittens in the bush. And I'm thinking to myself, how did three little kittens survive in the wilderness out here all on their own? But Melvin... Oh, that's not the right question. You should always ask, where is the mother? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, we were looking all around for one. We couldn't find one. So uh, Melvin thinks, oh, okay, lunch. <gasps> Baby beans. So he walks up to these things, picks ones up, and it breathes fire into his face. Well, I don't blame it. It did try to eat. He did try to eat it. <laughs> yeah. I was able to put him out. Fire-breathing kittens? They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to put him out, get him stable, and get him back to town. And I bet you're regretting it now. Yeah. Because ever since then, he's been obsessed with protecting himself. He was learning magic to try to figure out how to avoid any sort of danger, any sort of pain. And he finally did it with her. And he points to the construct. And the construct says, me? He says, yeah. The magic that animates you is you're acting as a bridge between that magical realm and Melvin. It's because of you that he is immortal. And he needs you back if he's going to keep control over whatever ho-dunk town he's been running these last few years. That's what this is. And he points to his forehead, meaning her forehead. And it's a vertical line with the rainbow arch underneath it. It's a bridge. So if we erase that bridge, does that mean it goes away? Do you know anything about runes? Uh, I can make a roll, see? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish that if I wish it was that way in real life. I know, right? <laughs> like it is, but we're always getting twos. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Arcana, I guess. Uh, yeah, roll Arcana. Yeah. 
Oh, that's an that's a nat twenty plus four, so twenty four. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> so I like this red die. So that's you, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that if you were to scratch off the rune from her forehead, that it would disconnect the bridge between this realm of magic and Melvin, but it would also most likely kill Shirley Nope. No! Well, shit. <laughs> I, 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 I tell that to the uh, my compadres. If we erase this, this, this rainbow bridge off of her forehead, it will disconnect the bridge, but it could and probably would kill her. So what we'll do is we'll create a small town, staff it with innocent people, bring her back to life, but not tell her <laughs> that she... No, none of you guys are getting this reference. <laughs> no, I don't. Have two small children. No, no we are. <laughs> tell, tell us so that it doesn't drive anybody insane. <laughs> <laughs> WandaVision. That's trending right now. Oh, uh, I love Wanda. I, I, Sorry, I, I did not make the connection. I only watched like two episodes <laughs> of it so far. Yeah, I so love it. I think it's great. If the stone in her forehead is... <laughs> The ruin in her yes. forehead is broken. We just, <laughs> that's now really I now. understand what you said. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Very funny. Good. You can keep going. <laughs> no, it was. I just didn't connect the dots. So, um, uh, yeah, so Nulisek says, listen, guys, if we're going to make it out of here tonight alive and we're going to protect Shirley, better grab these things and think of a plan. Otherwise, we should just give her up right now. I have a question. Yeah. If she dies, he's no longer immortal. So isn't mm -hmm. he protecting her? Isn't Melvin protecting her? Yeah. Yes. Except from earthquakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He does not want her to die. He wants her to be returned unharmed. Can I talk to Shirley for a second? Sure. Okay. So I'm scared. Hi, Shirley. I'm Olive. Hi, Wait, Olive. What? I'm Shirley. So I'm scared. What? What <laughs> Why? When Olive starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one's disagreeing with you. Okay, so... <laughs> Hi, Shirley. I'm Olive. Hi, Olive. I'm Shirley. Shirley Nope. You know, you're named after a very smart, confident woman. <gasps> Thank you. Has anyone ever taught you about reading or art or math or science anything in your past no some things i seem to know other things they don't come to me i know words but sometimes it's difficult to put them in the right spots places areas is it only you in that room all alone it was only me only you for three years? Yes. Well, if, if there had been someone else in that room teaching you things like basic kindergartner stuff, <laughs> you're like three years old, you could color in pictures and learn your alphabet. You could learn the alphabet with beans. <gasps> beans? And you could learn this book. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you fling it at the guy's forehead? So I like pick it up off of the ground and it's got lawyer <laughs> stuff in it. And you could study together and have a classmate and friends. Beans, would you that do would... that? Would you be my classmate? <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're not touching me all the time, then... 
that's part of kindergarten. You got to teach people to keep their hands to themselves. <laughs> I will not make promises like that. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> Maybe we should just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying here. Okay, but if you had some enrichment, is there anything else about that room that's all that bad other than that you're alone? Like no one's hurting you, right? No, the room is much worse than this place. Because there's no one in it? In the room, there's nothing. Right. It is a dark room. There is nothing to see. There is no people. There are no things to touch. There are no people <laughs> to talk to. There's nothing to learn. <laughs> there's nothing to understand. I'm okay. alone in that room. I don't want to go back. Because you don't want to go back to aloneness. So what I want you to do is tell me where you live. I... Tell me how to get there. And tell me how you got here. Because whether or not we get you out of here successfully, whether he takes you or whether we make you flee, whether you end up in that room, I will find you and I will help enrich your life. So whether we win or lose here, you're never going to be alone in that room again. Okay, Shirley? Okay, I will tell you. Okay, and then I'm going to write this down. Uh, Olive takes a moment with her sketch pad. She, she uses the five minutes to take detailed instructions and memorize exactly how to get back to that room. Okay. All right. Because I don't want to see her alone. And she really has to learn about human interaction and how not to pet kitties that don't want to be pet. <laughs> she needs basic teaching and enrichment. So, all right. I hope you guys are planning how to conquer them because I kind of wasted my five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so can I officially DM, can I find her place again? Uh, no. Oh. She, she can do her best to tell you. But she, I've got a sketch pad. She, She's a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many feet, how many steps did you take between the cylinders? Like, how, how many cylinders did you jump on? How many, like, where was the position of the stars and the compass, the magnetic fields? <laughs> <laughs> I took 59 steps from the nearest intersection. <laughs> okay. So, so like, we're, I'm writing this down. <laughs> However, all of the steps were not of the same distance. <laughs> That's what the five minutes is spent on. I'm going to do my best to find out where she came from. <laughs> That's all she, I got. So she, she spends the remaining amount of time that you have giving um, incomprehensible instructions. <laughs> for, I write it down. For how to get back <laughs> to where she came from. She doesn't understand a, a good way to communicate directions. Um, she doesn't understand left, right, north, south, east, west. Um, she can tell you, you know, like I went this way and like turn in that direction. But then again, she's, uh, she, she will describe things to you, but they'll be completely different the next time you go there because the conditions will be different. There won't be snow. There won't be the same animals there, which she'll use as reference points and things like that. So there's just going to be no way for you to find back. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Lady, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're adorable, <laughs> but you're so much, you have so much energy and I am tired. Can I have something of yours, please? I like some of your hair. I don't have hair. Okay. Fingernail clipping. I don't grow fingernails. I, what are you wearing for clothes? I was wearing that cloak. The cloak thing. Oh, you've got some leather on you. Can I have, like, just a, a millimeter of your leather? Is that okay? 
Yes. Thank you. I'm going to take my knife. I have a really nice chef's knife. I'm just going to cut like a little sliver of her leather. I'm super sorry. This is like giving you a nick or a small cut. And I'm going to put it in uh, a very safe keeping place in my bag. And now I can use magic to track you down because lady, those directions, mm -mm, not so good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Moving on. I got got something I can track you with. (laughs) We're good. If you give me back to this man from what your companion, the small man with the beard, is saying, then he will be unstoppable. Well, I mean, we've never heard of him before, so, I mean, he'll probably just go back to, you know, small town, whatever he's doing. And uh, Nulisag says, he shakes his head, he goes, you don't know this guy. <laughs> he's calling himself Dragon Kiss now. Does that sound like a guy who stops when he's had enough? No, he sounds like an I idiot. I mean, it sounds, sounds, yeah, sounds like a guy who just needs like someone else in his life. <laughs> oh, we used to know a dragonborn who would kiss him. <laughs> if only he were here now. What was that person's name? It was Nesquik, wasn't it? Nesquik Snodgrass. Pretty, pretty sure it was Nesquik. Snozboro, yeah. yes. <laughs> Snozberry. <laughs> Nulisag reaches into his pocket and he pulls something out and he says to Shirley, take this. And he like grabs her hand and opens her hand and, and puts the thing in her hand and closes it. So you can't see what it was. And she's looking at it closely, so you can't really see over her palm, but she's looking at it. And uh, he sort of motions for her to bend down. She bends down, and he whispers something to her. And she nods. Hey, Shirley, what did he just tell you? (laughs) (laughs) She says, I have been asked to keep this a secret. That's all right. I'll keep your secret, too. Thank you. (laughs) Let us all keep our secrets. No, I'll keep your secret once you tell me the secret. Come come whisper yeah. in my big old ears. Yes, all of our secrets will be kept. <laughs> so, Beans, your plan about going out the back. Yes. What do you think now? I mean, we know about those snowmen, so does that change anything? Oh, I mean, I've never trusted a snowman. Because um, they're made of water, but they, like, they're solid. Yeah. <laughs> um... So what we could do um, is just, like, this door over here. He point, uh, points to the, the door in the corner. This one that keeps going to, like, random places. How about we just kind of keep opening and shutting it until we find something useful? All right. I mean, like, a couple of times. We don't need to spend ages doing it. <laughs> sure. I already said that I'm busy cutting a very small bit of Shirley's body off without hurting her. So I think you have to be the one doing that because I'm... That's how I'm... Uh, 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 i go to the random door in the corner and just open it hoping to find something useful so like a a, a portal to a load of trees maybe so or a cannon so i'm sorry this door in the corner was was this uh, i might not have been listening was this hinted to be a specific kind of a door do we know what's behind this door uh, no, it's 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 a meta joke in that the 
<laughs> the rooms contained within the guilds are whatever. Uh-huh. There's no like set. <laughs> okay. We don't we don't know actually <laughs> okay. how it's set. Okay, so, how yeah. it's put together. So, okay. This door could yeah. like it's been a library. It's been like a disco room. It's been dungeons. Could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you 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 open the door. You open the door. It's a spa. <laughs> Oh, this could be useful. It's a steam room. It's a it's a sauna. Hmm, I have an idea. Um, is there any? Oh, what we could do is um, I can cast minor illusion to um, like make it sound like the rock ladies in there. They will all they will all come in, go in there, and then we shut the door behind them, put the immovable rod in, and then they will all like faint from the heat. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, what's our role in that plan? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. Um, funneling. Also, what I could do is cast darkness inside um, here. So they can't see anything. All they have to go on is hearing. So they just hear her from in there. They walk in. We shut the door behind them. All like 40 of them. It's a big sauna. <laughs> it's like a full bath and steam room. That'd be fine. But it's very hot in there. So we shut the door behind them, <laughs> put the immovable lot in, shut them in there, and then we go have lunch. I'm good with this plan. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a chicken for lunch. Maybe a cat. Mm. <laughs> um, maybe not. <laughs> well, we'll put Shirley in the hole first. She doesn't need to breathe, right? No, she doesn't. You. <laughs> You hear? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes, let's hide. Let's hide her in the the portable hole. All right. Do you want to do that? Yeah, she's in the hole. Yeah, let's put her in with like a book. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, just hop in the hole, and I'll put the hole in my pocket, and they ain't gonna know where you're at. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> Why? It is the same thing. It is the room that I don't want to go back to. Ah. Uh. Hey, hey uh, Baines, can she borrow your book while she's in uh-huh. there so she can read? Oh, yeah, sure. Hang on. I've got, I've got maybe a, a, a like um, a picture book she can borrow. Um, here we go. It's uh, the tale of uh, Small Claims Court. And I will cast light on it so it, it glows so she can read it in the hole. And, Ooh, like a tablet. And I have been with her for... Talking with her for quite a while now, so diplomacy kicks in, and I can use uh, diplomacy to get her in the hole. Okay. What's diplomacy? <laughs> yeah, how does diplomacy work? Uh, she is <laughs> charmed by me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can make a uh, charisma or persuasion check against their wisdom check, and if my... Uh, and if it succeeds, the target is charmed for me as long as it remains within 60 feet of me. And one minute thereafter. Okay. What was the check? A wisdom check? Yep. You're doing a wisdom. Okay. Okay. 14. That is going to be... Where is my persuasion? Oh, yeah. Plus 8. 21. Okay. So she is charmed by you. And I, I think that means she she has to sort of follow your... Commands, right? Or at least, like, be open to your suggestions. Yeah, she wants to go in the hole now. Okay. <laughs> with the, with the bright book. book. With the book. She yeah, says, she's, yeah, she's got the book. Okay, so she says, Okay, I'll... As long as you promise that I will be freed again soon. Absolutely. 
I am a doctor. You can trust me. Have you ever had a book in the room before? Uh, no. Well, see, this isn't the room, then. This is a different place. <laughs> okay. What do I do with this? You look at the pretty pictures, and you, uh, can you read? What is, what no. is read? <laughs> All right. Well, you see, these little squiggles are, are, are letters, at, which forms oh, into words. They're beautiful. Yeah, just examine them and see if you can decipher them. This one is like a circle with a line next to it. I know, it's awesome, ain't it? This one is like a circle that is missing a bit. Absolutely. Okay, she goes into the hole, <laughs> and she's still, like, <laughs> describing letters to you. <laughs> so. and, and Dr. Crud is agreeing with her, and she he's just loving it. Yeah. He, he's got a new pro another protege. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a fire breathing kittens uh, class going by the end of the season. Beans, are you jealous? Like how the older brother's usually jealous when the younger sibling arrives? <laughs> no, I'm just happy to not be the dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beans isn't dumb. So you've got her. No, you're a lawyer in training. So you've got her in your hole, and now you're putting the hole in your pocket. Is that where she is? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay, every. It folds up like an Acme right, Railroad right. arch hole, and is it like a handkerchief when you're done? It's 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 like a, a piece of a paper folded into like five or six times. Mm. Everybody make a perception check. Eighteen. Sixteen. I'm distracted by the hole. Five. Beans and Olive, uh, you hear... A commotion upstairs. Uh, it sounds like glass breaking and thudding coming from upstairs. Sideways glance at beans. He found your present. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that should keep him busy for a little bit. <laughs> All right. I guess it's time to turn out the light, open that door, and make it seem like she's in there. Yep. I mean, I did also think that we could just, you know... If I make it sound like she's in there and we just tell them she's in there and we can leave. Well, you wanted the, yeah. the, the, the darkness. Yeah, that's true. I will call that plan B. Okay. Just go, oh no, the lights have gone out. <laughs> and, uh, okay. um, so I can use uh, two of my key points to cast darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, which <laughs> spreads throughout the room. So, and uh, the fun thing about this is because it's magical darkness, people with dark vision can't see through it. Ah, very handy. Whoa. Yeah, that's totally handy. Monk rogues are so cool. I don't know what this stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> How long does that last? It lasts up to 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. This is concentration. Okay. So you hear some voices from upstairs. You hear one of the voices go... Sir, we can't see anything. And you hear another one go, Yeah, I'm blind up here. I can't see a thing. And you hear another voice go, Okay, fall back, fall back. We'll wait him out. And they... Y'all could just open your eyes. <laughs> so you hear this sort of shuffling back, and you hear glass sort of falling again. And yeah, and now you're all sat there in darkness. <laughs> all right, do the voice, do the voice. Beans, you're so cool. Oops. Who said that? <laughs> do, do the voice. Do the I voice. Can't see anything. So they can get in there. <laughs> oh yes, good point. Um, I will cast minor illusion 
so within the uh, the steam room, it sounds as though uh, Shirley is. I don't know what would Shirley say. Like, please save me! I am in here. <laughs> These people have been so mean to me; they would not let me touch them. I will touch you if you come and rescue me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know they'd go for that. And, and, and when that happens, Doctor Crud opens the door. <laughs> we have set our trap. <laughs> <laughs> We lie in wait, <laughs> like the elegant gazelle with a sniper rifle. You, you all feel, you all hear. You don't so much you you feel it. You don't hear it, but it feels like loud feedback in your ear for a second. So you hear this high pitch, and you each receive a message straight into your minds. I'm going to be sending each of you your own specific message. So I'm just going to text that to you in Skype, if that works for you. Okay, so I'm going to send each... So I'll send each of you a message, okay? <gasps> okay, so I sent a message to Olive. Mm. I saw it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I gasped. <laughs> oh, Beans wants to connect with me. Okay, you each have your messages that you know were sent to you by Melvin outside. Okay, and you hear Melvin outside go, Nulisag, your time's up. One way or another, I'm getting my property back. And Alan says, Alan, Nulisag says, come and get her. My message was, kill Nulisag, give me the construct, you'll live, keep this secret. You know what I say to that, Melvin? Melvin's going to jail after this. Imprisonment of a sentient being and attempted murder. You hear Melvin outside go, aw. I'm not loyal to you, Melvin. <laughs> People I don't like include. <laughs> so I think we should probably all just hide, right? We can, we've got the traps, you know, that's yeah. ready to go. Yes. Doors open, they can come right in. And the, 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 the robot lady's talking out of that room. Quote, unquote, talking out of that room. <laughs> so Dr. Crud will yell out the door, come on in. Okay, you hear some footsteps up on the roof. She ain't up there, she's down here. Is it that time of year already? There's pitter-patter on the, on the rooftops. <laughs> Can Olive find her way to the slippers of spider climb? I'm feeling through the darkness. Yeah, yeah. You know where the bag is. You can feel that there are, you, you know, you, you can feel the different objects and the slippers are very different from the other things. So you can feel the slippers and you can put them on. In the darkness, I put them on my hands and I Spider-Man spider climb with the slippers up the wall of the guild hall. And I just want to be on the ceiling. Like, I'm hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. So, like, I'm probably above people. My feet are above people's heads because I'm hanging on the ceiling. And I'm, like, waiting to drop down onto them below. <laughs> but I won't. I'll wait till they all go in the room. Because they're all going to go in that room. All of them. <laughs> okay. Dr. Anybody Crud else want to take a grab? Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Crud grabbed the ring of uh, telekinesis. And he's going to use that to... Uh, Grab the main bad guy, I forget his name for some reason, and uh, Melvin. Melvin, and just yank him into that room. In, into 
the steam room. So he's outside. Uh-huh. So, he's so going to be inside oh, that room. Right. So you want to <laughs> you want to use the ring of telekinesis to grab him, force him through a solid wall. And then... No, the open doors. The Are doors the... open. Front doors open. The front door is open. Yeah, we opened it. When we. We open it just now. There we go. <laughs> we went dark. Yep. We opened the door and said, come on in. Oh, you opened the front door. I thought you opened the sauna yeah. door. Both of them. Oh, Both. no, that was yeah. already open. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I totally misunderstood that. Okay. Come on in. It's nice. We have a spa. She, she's in the spa. Yeah, so if he doesn't <laughs> want to come in, I'll, have, I'll bring him in. <laughs> Okay, I think the way darkness works is if you're in the area that is surrounded by darkness, you can look out into an area that is not surrounded by darkness, and you should be able to see things past the darkness. Is that right? Um, let's have a look. I'll I'll just read you the spell. Okay. Um, it says Ma- magical darkness spreads from a point you choose within range to fill a 15 foot radius sphere for the duration, which is 10 minutes. The darkness spreads around corners. A creature with dark vision ca- cannot see through this darkness, and non-magical light can't illuminate it. Mm-hmm. If the point you choose is on an object you're holding, or one that's being born or carried, the darkness emanates from the point in, uh, from the object and moves with it, completely covering the source of the darkness with an opaque object, such as a bowler hand, blocks the darkness. So if, um, but if it's just general darkness, then no, um, no, it, it doesn't um, specify that. Um, if you're out like within the darkness, you can see out of it, or okay. you know, can't see through. So I think it's just yeah, it's just impenetrable black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the Pandemonium Prison predicament, we had darkness, and I think we don't quote me, but I think we treated it like anyone within that darkness was blind, because it's not normal darkness. It's like a a sea yeah, of yeah, yeah. So if so if basically if you're in there. You're blind, mm-hmm. but so obviously, if you're outside it, you can't see through it because it's mm-hmm. just like this this curtain of darkness. Really. I gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. It's freaky. Yeah, it's like ink. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so so you can't see outside, but you will hear these crunching footsteps approach the door, and you hear a glass shatter. Very. The door is open. You very, just don't break our windows. Very, very near where you, where you are, and then you hear those front doors get closed. Oh, they threw a Molotov cocktail in. Well, now you know you can. You guys, they threw a Molotov cocktail in. I share the information with everyone else. You can smell that this is uh, some kind of poison. So I'm going to need everyone to make a, a constitution saving throw. What is it with everybody in poison? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it in a very long time. <laughs> 15. Okay, you beat it. I got to 16. Okay, you beat it. Natural 20. Okay. Dr. Crud, toss me the hole. <laughs> you beat it as well. So I can't see you. Oh, no. Wait, perception check me. Hold on, hold on. You smell me out. <laughs> I need I need I smell like chicken. I need I need I need to roll because uh, it's not gonna affect the construct, but it will affect um Charlie and not Charlie, sorry, Ian and um 
Nulisag. So Nulisag is okay, but Ian just immediately like flops to the ground <laughs> and he's, he's unconscious. He's so adorable. Yeah. But we we, we so can't much. see it, so it doesn't matter. So you we can't don't know. see it, but you hear this. Oh, no. You hear this thud. <laughs> um, Doctor Crud, find me in the darkness. Throw me there. Just find the thing. Put the hole over it. Scoop it into the hole. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Uh-uh. I, I use my nose to find it. <laughs> I can smell it. <laughs> and yeah, I'll put it in the hole. <laughs> okay. Uh, make a uh, make an insight check. I don't know. Is that the right thing? For what? For trying to find it. Uh, it's more of an investigation. Investigation. Sorry, that's what I meant. Investigation. Well, I'll... I got bigger, better insight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I am using my nose. Uh, oh, so that's advantage then. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a nat 20, and okay. my other one's a three, so I'm going to take Third the nat 20. One. Third one of the game. I love this die. Okay. The die should die. So, you, so you're picking up the... <laughs> the Well, actually, I'm I'm sorry. This is sort of a moot point, because... The glass that you heard breaking earlier was just them throwing the vial of, of poison into the room, and that was the glass that was breaking. So there's really nothing to pick up. It's oh, it's no. just broken glass <laughs> and liquid. Uh, I could scoop the liquid into the hole. You can try. <laughs> then, so, I, I guess it really doesn't matter. No. Yeah, it's not going to really... Oh, no. You'll just have Shirley going, what? What is going? What? <laughs> what? That, that's rain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beans, what do we do? Okay, 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 okay. We can do this. We can do this. Um. Well, it's already dark, so we've got that. They just keep throwing things in. So, how about... Yeah, they didn't seem um, like they wanted to come in, did they? No, not really. We like open the door, say come get her, and they threw some crap in here and shut the door. Hey, what's your so, deal? You can't, you can't came in here. Doctor Crud's gonna th- yell this out the door. <laughs> we 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 said come on in and get her, but you you like threw some crap in here and shut the door. What what? I mean, do you want her or not? We're patient, <laughs> and so are we. You hear Melvin say, Doctor Crud the Third. You have 30 seconds. Ha! For till what? Until we do it. Oh, you mean kill Dr. Pepper, you jerk? That's right. Who's All right. Dr. Pepper? Go away. And he uses command to do that. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Who does the... <laughs> oh, uh, you can Melvin. Melvin. Because it's command only affects people you can see. And you're standing in magical darkness. Oh. I thought you said we established that we could see out. Oh no, no! I think it's like ink. yeah. I think we said the other way that it's like ink, like you're covered, like you're blind. Oh, because that—that's kind of the point of the spell. Yeah. Here, here's my question: Can I stick my head out the door so my head's out of the darkness real quick, cast, and then go back in? <laughs> um. Hmm. To can... punctuate the go away, his head comes out. I. <laughs> <laughs> the door is open. Uh, well, no, I think the, the the thugs had closed the door after they threw the poison in. No, it's oh, not locked. Gosh. We can open it real easily. So, I mean, you you could open it, but then you do have thugs standing out there <laughs> ready to axe you in the head. 
I kind of want to beat them. Do you guys kind of want to beat them? They told me to kill Nulisag. They threatened my friends. They're breaking into my guild home. Like, I, I, I know that, like, Beans, I know that you want to do this very nice plan where we just put them in the sauna, but can we just beat that out of them? I'm yep. sorry, I, I must have uh, misheard. I didn't hear all of what you said to you. You, you, you seem to have uh, stumbled over a certain word. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Could you take 30 of them? Nulisex is just like 30. Well, some are on the roof, some are in the back, and some are in the front. So why don't we just take part at a time, right? Part of them down. Well, you know, I, 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 I think I know something. Let, let me give this a try real quick. Before before that. And Dr. Crud is going to yell out. Look, Melvin, Marvin, whatever the hell your name is. It's Dragon Kiss. It, no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, dork face. Uh, if you do anything to this Dr. Pepper, which I don't know who the heck that is. Wink, wink. And uh, I actually don't. It, he came up in a, in a previous episode. I don't exactly remember the the uh, the context. According to your wiki I, page, I, you studied medicine under him in the poorest part of Nikamwe. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I did write that. Okay, so it didn't come up in an episode yet. Thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, he goes. What were uh, there goes my train of thought. Uh, he says, and if you don't get out of here. I'm going to erase the bridge from her forehead, and it ain't going to do you any good anyway. Uh, and he's going to roll persuasion. Is that a persuasion or a deception check? Well, that, if she asks that, for a Kevorkian. You, yeah, but you're a pacifist. Yeah. So are you, <laughs> are you willing to actually break your oath of pacifism, in, in which wow. case it's a persuasion, but if not, it's a deception? He wants that raise so bad that he's willing to take Nulisag's <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, he here's the thing. He thinks that the, what Nulisag gave her was a suicide pill anyway. Okay. So I don't think it's a deception. But he, he thinks she's going to off herself anyway. Is this, Dear Lord, is there... what is going on here? <laughs> so, so from, <laughs> from Dr. Crud's point of view... <laughs> It's okay to kill someone if they might kill themselves in the future anyway. Dr. No, if they ask, If they ask for it. If, it's called Dr. a Gavorkian. If they ask it's for it. It's called a Gavorkian. Oh my gosh. I am never traveling to the Netherlands with you for vacation, Dr. Crud. <laughs> <laughs> I might not come back. All right. All right. Um, well, if, if he's not accepting oh. my argument, it will be a deception. Okay. I think you need to roll a deception. Yeah. <laughs> and then I roll an insight, that's right? Yeah, that's going to be a dirty 20. Oh, oh, he rolled a 21. Oh! So, he says, nice try, doctor, and then he slits Dr. Pepper's throat. <gasps> I run out of the, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't. I run out of the building, and I take Ian with me. I have a carrying capacity of 180. <laughs> I drop Ian off right outside the building, because if it catches on fire from a Molotov cocktail, he probably won't burn to death as much. I, <laughs> yeah, 
Um, you can have me roll whatever you want to see how many tables and chairs prevent me from doing this. <laughs> but hopefully on the ceiling, it's less of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, um, let's say this. Okay. So you're sure you, you want to exit the building? With Ian, With Ian. via the ceiling. <laughs> With Via the ceiling. Oh, so you want to... Yes, I'm on the ceiling. You want to... You want to, I'm on the ceiling yeah, with so my you, slippers of Spider-Man. So you want to come out like Spider-Man out of the door. We, well, carrying Mary Jane, which is Ian, yeah. my, my human <laughs> sure. accountant man. Out of the door and onto, the, onto the wall of the guild hall? Well, I just... um. So picture that I go to Ian yeah, and then I go out the front door, but that's via walking on the ceiling. So I, yeah. I pick Ian yeah, up yeah. and I carry him with me because there's less tables and chairs to get in my way as I try to exit the guild hall. Right. And then I, I walk down the door frame to the ground level. Oh, I see. Oh, so you're just doing it. And I set him <laughs> this down. Just, this is... Because there's I, less tables I, and chairs. I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, cool. I had a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You just got to dodge the huge chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's a chandelier now. <laughs> And all the spider webs. <laughs> okay, so thanks, beans. <laughs> okay, so you, uh, you are now outside with Ian. Yeah, I'm gonna set him down like like gentle toss. Je- okay, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna Molotov cocktail the guild hall, and if I had left him in here, that would have been negligent homicide. So okay, so he's outside, unconscious, yeah. unconscious in outside of the darkness, so everybody can see you guys. Yeah, sorry, Ian. Um, but so am I. And Dr. Pepper's throat just got slit, so maybe they'll be looking at that instead. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, you are going to... I still have to... the slippers on my hands. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, six arrows coming your way. <laughs> okay. All right. I use my reaction... <laughs> To deflect or catch the missile when hit. So my AC is 16, and anything that gets above 16, I'm the first one I'm going to try to catch. Great. Okay. Sorry, I just I, I realized I just rolled the damage instead of the uh, the arrows. <laughs> hit me first, <laughs> then we'll discuss how dead I am. <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to hit you. AC 16, maybe not. Ooh. Okay. Stormtroopers. Oh, no. Don't go away. Come back. Oh, I got to roll it again. Sorry. D&D Beyond is, is messing around with me. Doesn't let me see. Well, that, took, well, that one took a long time. Oh, and I'd Come like on. to know as my body crumples to the ground, bleeding yeah. from arrow wounds, <laughs> how far I got, you know, how close okay. I am to Dr. Pepper's also dying body. Okay, so uh, I will answer that question. I'm going to tell you what these arrow rolls were. So you had a uh, 13. Miss. A 16. Yeah, hit. An eight. Miss. Thirteen. Miss. Sixteen. Hit. Sixteen. <sighs> I need my AC one point higher, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's three hits. When the first one hits me... You should have drank the invulnerability uh, potion first. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you should when you join me. <laughs> so you're going to you're gonna take 12 damage from that, 12 piercing wait, damage. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. So the first one. Oh yeah, sorry. You caught you caught one, didn't you? Deflect missiles. Mm-hmm. Use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile when hit by a ranged weapon attack. The damage you take is reduced by one d10 plus my dexterity modifier, which is three. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me roll a d10. 
That's four. So four plus three is seven, plus my monk level, which is five. So that's 12. 12. If you reduce the damage to zero, which did I? Yes. Okay, from the first arrow. Yep. You can catch the missile if it's small enough to hold in one hand, which has a slipper on it, but is still capable of compressing an arrow shaft. And you have one hand free, which I do because I just dumped off Ian. You can spend a key point to make a ranged attack with what you caught as part of the same reaction. Key point. You make this attack with proficiency and the missile counts as a monk weapon. Okay. Do I see Melvin? Yeah, you see Melvin. Okay. I would like to attack Melvin with an arrow. Okay. That's a 17 to hit. Okay, that hits. Please be hit by your own arrow, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> can I just can I just clarify something? You caught one arrow. Yeah, the other one's hit me. The other one's hit you. Okay, so you've got an arrow like in one shoulder and like in your side, but you've caught the one arrow and now you're going to throw it back at Melvin? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So how much damage did I take and how much damage did Melvin take? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So you took 11 damage. Okay. I'm down to 18 hit points. Okay. And then do do you want me to roll the damage for the arrow for that you yeah. threw? Yeah. I. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So you throw it back at Melvin. It hits him right between the eyes. Uh-oh. And he falls down flat on his back. Oh, no. Oh no, I gotta save two lives. I gotta go quick. And then, but then Melvin stands up. Oh, because he's immortal. And he pulls the arrow out of his forehead. Super gross and creepy. And the he, you can see brain has come oh. out with the arrow. Blood is just s- spurting <laughs> out of it like a, like a geyser. But then you just see it just close up like nothing was there. May may I um, activate Looney Tunes logic a moment? And because I I've been checking out, um, I'm I'm just going to do this in normal voice because it's easier. Okay. Um, I've been checking out Portable Hole, right, mm-hmm. where our, our friend Shirley currently is residing. Now, my like out like out of character, my player uh, knowledge of magic is very very vague. However, I know that a lot of spells like stop working if you're in a different dimension mm-hmm. to the one it was cast in. Now, the portable hole specifically states that it creates an extra dimensional hole. Mm-hmm. So it is technically in a its own little pocket dimension. So would that magical link no longer function because it is now in a separate dimension? That's a very good point. Yes. Unfortunately. Roll for it. It still works. Roll for it. <laughs> I don't know what I would roll. What would you roll? A d20. A d20. 10 and up. It's a different dimension. Nine and below. It's this magic that transcends dimensions. I'll do it. Yay. <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Melvin is... So what did we say? Wait, we said 1 to 10, it's not a dimension. 1 to 10, he's still alive. He's still alive. Okay, so all that stands. Okay, cool. So yeah, the magic bridges dimensions. Curses, that would have been really funny. Mm. That would have been great. He yeah. just pulls it out and goes, I'm fine, you idiots, and it just collapses. <laughs> Straight face plants. Okay, great. Uno. Olive. 
you hear Ian sort of stirring from the ground. Stay down, dum-dum. And he gets up. And he's sort of, you can see he's sort of weak. And he's standing next to you and he sees that you're hurt. Oh, no. And he, no, no, my poor boy, he, stay down. He grabs, he grabs his tie and he starts ripping it off and he takes off his suit jacket and you see his fingers sort of shrink as his hands grow and they get hairier and hairier. You see his fingernails sort of stick out and become elongated. <laughs> you look at his face and the whole bottom part of his face starts to jut out from his head and his ears sort of shift up to the top of his head and he starts to grow from before where he was like about five foot ten he's getting up to like seven feet tall now and now you understand that he's a werebear (laughs) i got a medicine for that in the car we gotta stop that (laughs) i'm gonna can i reaction because i i just used my reaction but can i like have another turn uh I don't know. Can I? You, you can mm, if you get I, another volley of arrows. Oh, um. I'll tell you what. Because Ian has just turned into this werebear. Oh yeah, it's his every, turn. Everyone, right? everyone yeah. is aiming at 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 Ian. Okay. <sighs> Ian. So, oh. So I so I'll just tell you. I used my reaction on deflect missiles, but I wish I could have used my anti shift darts to prevent him from turning into a werebear. Okay. <laughs> so I like I look sadly at my darts. <laughs> I'm like I could have stopped you from getting all this attention from the enemies. My poor dumb Ian. I don't think you're very strong. You're... I'll get you next you turn. You've got darts for a long time. <laughs> yeah, anti shift darts. It's like the only thing I have that's to stop shape shifting. Each dart adds a DC plus two to your shape shift. Darn it! <laughs> I should have just taken that extra arrow. It was really fun to see it go through his brain. Mm. All right, I'm done. So, uh, so yeah, Ian gets hit with. No, 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 don't get him. No. What, well, no, you're telling me like what you would have done, right? Not what you actually oh, did. No, didn't they just attack me? They did just attack you, but now this guy is. And they only have, they only have one ready to action. So they shouldn't have another action until their next turn. They only have one ready. Well, didn't you? So let's see. You, but. I went outside. Yeah. Oh, so you they had a reaction. By using oh, okay. Their... So really, it's it's your so, turn. Well, it was my turn to go outside. Yeah. They used their readied yeah. action, which was prepared action, shoot person who yeah. leaves. They shot me. And then it was Ian's turn. Ian turned into a wear thing. Uh-huh. So unless it's their turn now, uh-huh. which implies that at some point, Beans and Dr. Crud III are going to get to go. Well, they're inside. They're... they're... <laughs> They're still in the initiative. We, we, yeah. We're discussing plans. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I know what I want to do. I want to drink that potion and sneak up on Marvin and throw him in the hole. Yeah. You want to? Yeah, uh-huh. because okay. he, killed uh-huh. your, he killed your master. Well, that's the, he's not going to die anyway, so he doesn't need to breathe. And he killed your master. Yeah, he can go to jail for that. <laughs> you can save your master. It's probably only been like a round. He's not a master. He's a doctor. Hakase instead of sensei. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so in our from our initiative from before, no. Shisho. Wait. Yeah. It, wait. it is Crud's turn. Isha instead of Shisho. Keep going. <laughs> so it is Crud's turn. So Crud, do you have a 
an action that you you want to take. Did you say what you want to do? Yeah, I want to drink that potion and start sneaking up on Marvin. Okay, so you're drinking the potion of invulnerability, which will give you yep. resistance to damage for one minute, and then you're gonna ten rounds, and you're gonna leave the darkness. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're gonna. I'm gonna start sneaking over there. Sneaking. Yes. So you need to make a stealth check. Unfortunately. Okay, are you coming out of the main door? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to set this pretty high. <laughs> that's that's okay. I'm a huge elephant with chainmail. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Believe. That's why I, that's why I drank the potion. Do you <laughs> There's no way this sneak is working. Cuz I have I believe I already have uh yeah, I have disadvantage already and a minus one in my stealth. Okay. Let's roll it. If you could push Ian back inside so that he's out from the moonlight, that would be great. <laughs> I love this bread. That was a natural tunny, but I have disadvantage. <laughs> so I have to take the 13 instead, which is minus one, so 12. Okay. <laughs> Do they see me? Yep. So everybody's everybody <laughs> outside sees this giant elephant. Tiptoeing out of the darkness, as if he's being really sneaky. Yeah, he's tiptoeing. He's going, "Y'all don't see me. Y'all don't see me. I'm invisible. I'm invisible." Okay. So now that you have gone, then it'll go to Beans. Okay, Beans has many plans. (laughs) He's rubbing his temples, ladies and gentlemen. He's like, "What the hell is going on here?" Reads one book and thinks he's <laughs> thinks he's a genius. Um, okay, um, on Crod's way out, would he have um, passed the portable hole back to Beans to keep it safe? No, he's his plan is to put Melvin in that hole. Okay, so at the moment there is nothing inside the guild hall but Beans and some darkness now. <laughs> Oh, there's still the bag with a couple other things left in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so um, there's not a lot of point in keeping the darkness up if no one's fancy <laughs> coming in. No, I wish they so fell we'll, for it, but we'll they just, were just going to burn yeah. our guild hall down with us in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they weren't coming in. Yeah, it's it's annoying when uh, bad guys don't have a sense of fun, isn't it? <laughs> um, But yeah, we'll just we'll drop the darkness for the time being so we can... So Beans can see everything. Uh, what we're going to do is just go back towards the stash. There's still the rope of entangling mm-hmm. left in there, yep. correct? Um, so what we'd like to do is um, climb up into the rafters on into like a, an upper floor window to climb out of that onto the roof mm-hmm. of the guild hall to mm. try and sneak round the side to try and start taking out some archers. Okay. So you're going to make that movement. So you're, sorry, you're now on the ground after climbing out through an upper floor window. Well, um, so if you imagine if there's an upper floor Uh window, we kind of, uh, we just climb out of that, like swing round. So you've got the, the roof arching up above. So you swing round up onto the roof and scramble up onto the top of the roof. Oh, so you're on the roof. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, Yeah. and you're thinking you're going to get some some bad guys from up there. I'm thinking there are going to be a load of archers posted around that that square. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
so we can just sneak around with my very cat-like abilities and just nudge him off. Oh, so you think there's archers <laughs> on the roof? Why would there not be? It's a sensible place to put them. And we heard them <laughs> up there before. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. We did hear them up there. Well, actually... We heard pitter-patter of tiny yeah, little you, you did, bad guy you feet. You did, but that's before I realized that you had opened the main door. <laughs> so when I realized that you had opened the main door, there was no need for anybody to go up onto the roof to actually drop the poison down the chimney. So, <laughs> so they just threw it in through that's the main door. <laughs> so Santa bombs, Santa bombs will poison you today. <laughs> so I, I do, I do apologize. If you want to do, I mean, there are still there, there were still some guys that came in through the upper windows anyway. There were, but yeah. then they didn't go up onto the roof. Where would they have gone? Back they just down. hanging out? <laughs> Back down in a way. Well, we're still going onto the roof. Why would you not have arches on I'm, neighboring I'm just, I'm just explaining to you my logic for why there's nobody on the roof right now except for you. <laughs> well, I, I don't need anyone on our roof. Uh -huh. I just need people on neighboring rooftops so I can... Okay, yeah. Shadow my way yeah, across there might be, and just go, yeah, okay. push. Yeah, there could be a couple on neighboring rooftops. That's fine. Um, yeah. So that's your action then, to do that stealthily? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that will be what we call a stealth roll, okay. I imagine. Um, so that's a 14 plus, I think it's a 9. Yeah, 14 plus 9, 23. Cool. Do I do I roll to something be... to contest that, or is it just, do, do I just set a DC? Uh, you can, you can if you yeah. like. If, um... <laughs> Would I do perception? But you perception. don't have to. I'll do a perception. No, you don't have to. Usually what I would do is go, 23 is a pretty high number. We'll let it slide. Ooh, yeah, that was close. Yeah, you you narrowly make it up onto the, the roof undetected from any of the... Oh, this is so interesting, just having the DM flipped. I'm sorry, I just, I'm so used to... <laughs> <laughs> Fun for me. Okay, keep so, on. okay, now it is... Olive's turn. Mm, Olive the dumb. So wise, but so moved by a person's throat being slit. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I just realized if I get there quickly enough, I can spare the dying on him. Yeah, that's why I was running out here. <laughs> it's to save your sensei. <laughs> ah, gosh. So we've got one undying leader. An unnumbered number of enemies. What's that number? Um, so Nulisag said earlier that he thinks he'll probably be 30 to 40. Um, from mm -hmm. your perspective, why don't you make a perception tech, a check? Hopefully no more than about six archers plus Melvin. A 14 perception? Okay, you can tell that, from, on, at least on this side of the building, you count at least 20 people not including melvin and six of them are archers uh at least six six had clean shots on you just a, a minute before oh <laughs> you know how i have that chef's knife <laughs> <laughs> yes i go to melvin i assume that since i have 40 feet of movement i can get to him and yep. i'm gonna try so severing blows are not really a thing in fifth edition but if it's possible i would like to use four unarmed strikes my normal attacks my normal two unarmed strikes and then um two flurry of blows so uh last time i hit for 25 damage 
So on average, it would be that before, like just asking the DM if this makes sense. Can I get his head off with 25 damage (laughs) (laughs) and throw it up to my friend on the roof? So you want to cut off his head and then throw I, no, the well, severed head mm, to I, mm. B. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds bad when you say it. <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> oh, you could just throw it to the to, to Dr. Crud and he could put it in the hole. I want to throw it to Beans because Beans has no one else on the roof. So question, DM, yeah, yeah. does that sound reasonable? That sounds reasonable, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, should I actually roll the individual to hits and damage? I'm just going to say you can do it. <laughs> okay. And then, and then can I throw it up to Beans on the roof? Absolutely. <laughs> beans, catch. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm throwing roll, roll it a little past you on the roll roof. Roll to hit. Then <laughs> okay, I can catch right. it. I have a 15, and I'm going to treat this as a missile which means I would get to apply my dexterity, which is plus three, and possibly my proficiency, which is three. I well, don't that, know. Well, that's okay. So... My, my AC is uh, 15, so you okay. would hit. 18, at least. Okay. So, so you s- <laughs> spike it towards me. <laughs> so you pull your chef's knife out, okay? <laughs> and you do another anime style, like, towards <laughs> Melvin, who's just standing there with his arms sort of folded in front of him, looking bored. <laughs> And he sees you coming, and his eyes sort of go wide for a second <laughs> as the knife that you're carrying just slices cleanly through his neck. And you, in, as you do that, you're also spinning around so that you can just grab his head <laughs> off of his shoulders. And before the rest of his body has even fallen to the ground, you've you, done... Vol- volleyball hit it. Volleyball you, hit you, it. You, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Let's say that, yeah, you knock it off of his shoulders and then you spin around and you do sort of like one of those diving things, you know, where volleyball players put their fists together. It helps that you both have to like get a, out. They can make a save off of the ground and you go, yeah. you know, you go sliding into the snow after you hit this head, which goes sailing into up onto the roof where Beans catches it. <laughs> Beans looks at the head and is shocked, first of all, that he's holding a head. But then the head just immediately decomposes in his hands. So you see the flesh just withering away, the hair turning white. It's sort of like at the end of um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That guy just... As he melts away? Yeah, he sort of melts into a skull. It's not a talking head? And then Beans is just holding a skull, which he drops. Oh, I'm so sorry, Melvin. And then Melvin's, you, 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 Olive, you could see this. You could see that head just turn into a skull from where you are. And then you look back over at Melvin's body and you can see the muscle tissue and the veins and the bone all sort of regrow over Melvin's shoulders back into a perfectly formed head just like it was and he stands up next in the order <laughs> is um so this is what i'm going to say i'm going to say uh ian gets to go next okay so ian Rawr. so ian gets to go next so ian's a bear <laughs> okay um 
so Ian's got a couple of guys within. He's got three guys within reach. And he's going to do uh, a multi-attack. So he's going to do um, a bite and a claw. So <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me he does more damage than I did that turn. <laughs> so he's going to do... Oh, that's not right. Oh, turn that off. Little did I know that the most effective thing I would be doing that turn would be bringing Ian outside. <laughs> <laughs> 2d10 and 2d8. Okay, so he does a combined uh, 21 points of damage to a uh, hobgoblin, a thug, and an orc, which are all people standing around that area. So he bites one right in the shoulder while another one comes to attack him, and he just swipes a claw at another, and he sends that guy flying into another guy who is nearby, and they get knocked over. And he tosses the other guy that he just bit by the shoulder into the into back into the snow. So now it's going to be their turn again, and they're going to fire some arrows. Now, now before <laughs> before there were only uh, six guys who had their weapons trained on you guys, but now there's more because of all the commotion. So uh, I'm going to say there's. I don't accept that. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm prone, so they all have advantage. Okay. Or wait, no, they all have disadvantage to hit me because they're more than five feet away. Take that. And they're ranged attacks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So what's going to happen is they're going to send, because you're prone, Olive, they're not going to, there's not a lot of guys going after you. So you're going to have two arrows shot at you. Um, Crud, you're going to have. Also, too. Uh, Beans, they don't see you. But because Ian is the biggest and looks the most uh, dangerous at the moment, he's going to get six shot at him. No, my yeah. <laughs> He's going to die. So? The accountant. <laughs> oh, he's a werebear. He might have a, like a ton of hit points. Okay. I hope so. So those first two, <laughs> Olive, 17 and 17. With disadvantage, please. Oh, with disadvantage. Each roll okay. twice and take the lower number. Okay. Well, in that case, let me just write this down. Duck and cover. <laughs> 17. And let's face it, even if one does hit you, you can still throw it back. Yeah. This is, this is getting crazy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Olive, you had an 18 and a 15. Okay. So the 18 hits me and use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile. Okay, so you catch, you're going to try to catch one. First, the damage I take is reduced by 1d10, which is 3, plus dex, which is 3, plus monk level, which is 5. So that's 11. Damage reduced. Okay. Did it have 11 or less damage? Uh, yes, it did. Okay, then I catch it. As long as I have one hand free, which I do, because mm, I threw the head. <laughs> then I spend a key point to make a rain, well, hmm. Mm. Don't don't stab it into Marvin. He's it's not going to do any good. Yeah, and there's like forty people here. So, uh, do do you even do I even bother to take out the little ones? I guess I the archer who hit mm -hmm. me seems like they have good accuracy. Mm -hmm. uh, screw that person specifically. Okay, so <laughs> you. <yeah. laughs> I roll a. Yeah, that was thug number four. 
10 to hit. So I'm laying on the ground. I'm not even good at this. What a good use of my key point. I'm going to stop doing that now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you tend to hit thug number four. No, sorry, that doesn't hit. My guess is he's wearing armor. (laughs) Where were we? So they just had their turn. And now it's up to crud. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Oh, no, is it? Yeah, no, it is crud's turn. Yep. You go for it, buddy. Okay. Uh, How far away from this bastard am I? From Melvin? Yeah. Okay. So let's see. You crawled out before. I didn't crawl. I tiptoed. Okay. Oh, you you still have to take your damage from the arrows. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Don't you? You have to hit me first. <laughs> yeah. So they so they threw uh, a two a two and an eleven at you. The, no, not even close. Okay. So you don't take any uh, arrows. They no. miss you, which so... is odd because you're an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a very dainty elephant. I'm on my tiptoes. Sure. They can't. I, I don't think they can see me. And you've got mm-hmm. chainmail sewn underneath your doctor's coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's yeah. say they hit you, but they don't do any damage. Yeah. They're not that bad. Dink, dink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how far away from this bastard am I? Let's see. Olive reached him within forty feet. I'm going to say that he is twenty feet away from you. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to just mosey on up him, up to him on my tiptoes. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I'm going to grab the hole and I'm going to cast command on him. <laughs> You're going to grab the hole <laughs> and cast command on him because you want him to jump in the hole. Yep. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've got our fingers crossed. <laughs> Wait, what's okay? So you're so you're stealthily you're stealthily walking up to him, right? First of all, well, yeah, I don't know that I failed. Okay, well, so let's do <laughs> let's do a stealth check on that. Oh, okay. Uh, that's actually even with disadvantage, not bad. That's going to be a seventeen. Okay, I, I rolled a nineteen for perception. Uh, he sees oh. me. Okay, so he sees you. Of course, he does. He's an elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I close my eyes, I can't see them, so they can't see me. Okay, and I'm going to say that a couple of his guards, a couple of his thugs, just like stand, go in between you and him. They're they're not going to just let you just <laughs> tiptoe <laughs> up to their boss. So they're they're building a human wall there. Now, did they roll perception? He did, but did they? Yeah, true. But he <laughs> but but they were standing right next to him, so he just went this guy. <laughs> I mean I mean did 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 they prepare their action to go and block the <laughs> Oh that's true, it's not their turn. Yeah. yeah. Uh it's it's not let's say this is a a reaction to to you. He keeps shooting down our logic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still cast command on him. Okay, so uh, what's wisdom the saving, saving throw? throw? Yeah, what is it? Wisdom. Okay, so he had a six. <laughs> That's a failure. Okay, and I command him to get in the in the hole. Okay, so now he so, has to use his turn to get into the hole. Okay, so he's so he 
is going to attempt to he he's pushing his guards aside and they don't know what's going on so they're not going to try to stop him or anything right and you've laid out this hole in front of everybody it's i just have it in my hands and he can jump right in okay yes yeah, like like gotcha. a matador he's got other <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just wa- waving it underlay okay. come on in you go. So, okay. So, yeah. So, he walks right into that hole. And I pocket it. Okay. All right. Your boss is gone. Get the hell out of here. Okay. And then everybody's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, he's, he's in the hole. <laughs> so, um, Beans, it's your turn. Okay, um, I Beans is not aware of any of this going on. <laughs> Beans would instead like to uh, sneak around. So if we're assuming the the front of the guild hall um, lies in uh, just off, let's say, a square, just to make this a bit easier, so this can all happen in one location. First of all, I would just like to know, how has no like, law enforcement turned up so far? <laughs> like, you've got like... Because it's so... Because Well, first of all, this is Nick and we. Yeah, they're worthless. And we've, al- we've already established the authorities. Well, yeah, but surely someone would have noticed. Second of all, it is a, it's, it's an incredibly snowy, stormy evening. And uh, it's muffling a lot of the sound that you would normally hear at this point. Plus, if they get their feet cold, they're going to catch a cold. Yeah. Okay, so um, do um, so on either side of the square. Do we have um, do we have any arches on those buildings, kind of covering the? Yeah. So on the other side of you, across the street from the front entrance of the guild hall, uh, there is a building. It's actually a let's. Say it's a maybe a library. bakery. Sure. Well, the bake. We know that the tastes like crepe is down the road. Okay, but fine. Yeah, there's that another could be bakery. More than one bakery. <laughs> yeah, there's there's another bakery, and so it's closed. But yeah, you see two archers on either side of the of the uh, the building, facing you know, looking down. Okay. Um, I would like to sneakily make my way over towards like round the back of it. I'm a skirt round. As carefully as I can. Um, and they should be careful too, because the rooftops are going to be slippery. So I'm just going to sneak my way around and just uh-huh. give them a little little nudge. Give them, give them a push. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you went from the guild roof to yeah. another roof? Yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cat. I can jump. Oh, Not okay. only a cat, so I'm a cat monk. Okay. So you're jumping across this whole road... Onto the yeah. building across the road. Yeah, I mean, if you want, yeah. I can I can use a key point and use step of the wind. Yes, please. It says uh, <laughs> my, my jump distance is doubled for that turn. Okay. So I will gladly just do that. So what does that make your jump distance then? High. Okay. Uh, with the jump calculator, uh, what's your strength score? It was eight earlier. Yeah, it's, it's not high, but I, w- I would probably... Um, um, yeah. Go for more of a dexterous jump rather than anything. Oh, that's that's not a thing. All right, so <laughs> um, 
the jump calculator says that assuming that you're like six feet tall ish, right? Or five, you're five feet tall, right? Yeah. You're five feet tall. Okay. With a running start, which is 10 feet of movement, which you can have, and doubling that, you can long jump 16 feet by doubling your jump. So I would assume that he can get across the street, right? Uh, 16 like feet in meters is about five meters. It's a, that, that, would, that would be a, a pretty narrow street, but I'm going to allow it. That's a, that's a narrow street. <laughs> it's an alleyway. I mean, there's, got, there's got to be some yeah. overhang, right? They've got I, gutters. I, I, I said and... I would allow it, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you make it You make it over to the other side, and you're going to nudge. Yeah, just, just, well, more of a forceful nudge. I'm going to just push him. You're going to push one yeah. archer off of the roof. Well, I should be able to do two, because um, if I make an attack, then I can use... As as a monk, I can use a bonus bonus action to make another attack, and you can split up attacks with some extra movement in. So I can go um, sneak behind one, push him off, because it's slippery. It's all snowy. Okay. Push, slip, slide, just move over to the next one, push. Get two of them. Okay, so you... Okay. There's um, a thing called a trip attack in 5e that when you... Um, or a shove? I'm sorry, it's called a shove. In 5e. He should be able to do this mechanically, DM, because okay. uh, shoving a creature using the attack action, you make a special melee attack to shove a creature, either to knock it prone or push it away from you. If you're able to make multiple attacks with the attack action, this attack replaces just one of them. So, as he's saying, he should be able to do this. The target mm -hmm. must be no more than one size larger than you and must be within your reach, which these people are pretty humanoid-y, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Perfect. Instead of making an attack roll, you make a strength parentheses athletics check contested by the target's strength parentheses athletics or dexterity parentheses acrobatics check the target chooses whether they use athletics or acrobatics to contest your shove if you win the contest you can either knock the target prone or push it five feet away from you off a roof plummeting two stories down <laughs> okay so make your athletics check beans uh-oh and DM, you can either make an athletics or an acrobatics check to contest this. Okay. Uh, could I request advantage on the basis that I'm still being sneaky and I'm pushing <laughs> them downhill on a slippery slope? Um, make us, make us. Did you make a self check before? Make a self. I, I, I would gladly do so. Oh, 28. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 19. Okay. So yes, yeah, so you stealthily do this. You have advantage. Woohoo. Okay, that's good, because I've got a minus one to athletics. Yeah. Why is Beans going to be this one? Okay. Oh, okay, uh, so 17 minus one, so 16. Okay, so you try to push the first one off the roof. Yeah. He is wearing these spiked um, shackles on, his, on the bottom of his boots, with, because he is a pro and he's been on snowy roofs before and he knows you need to be you need to cling on so he you push him but his feet just don't move and he just doesn't budge and now he knows you're there so now i'm assuming you're running over to the other guy to try to push him oh no if that fails okay. then i'm just gonna smack him <laughs> I've, <laughs> okay. still, I've still got a bonus action to, to put to whack him with so i shall do that okay technically if you still have flurry of blows do you still have your bonus action 
Uh, yes, I do. You can flurry of blows and make them be pushed 15 feet away from you if they fail a strength saving throw. I'm not sure I have that just yet. That might be a a slightly Ah. higher level monk thing. I will teach you in the ways of the monk, and one day you will learn flurry of blows. I think you're a different type of monk than me, actually, because I can't do darkness. He sacrificed it so he can multi-class into a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. But no, I will instead just smack him with a, a an unnatural 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you smack him. Oh. It hits him. For, I think, For... seven damage. <laughs> okay. So just you... cuff him around the head. Yeah. So you, you, bash, you bash him in the ear. He goes, yeah. Ah! Yeah, getting hit in the ear really hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so he like yells out, but now that other bowman can see you. Oh, that's okay. I'm t- I'm, t- I'm taking some heat for for the team. Okay. I can take two guys. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so while you guys are here and you're fighting for your lives against this virtual army of combatants. Also, I looked it up. You're right. It's because I'm a way of the open hand monk. Ah. So I can't make darkness. You can't do the special flurry of blows. No, that's okay. So while you're, you're having this epic battle, we see a scene inside the portable hole. Oh, <gasps> and, um, cause she can kill him, right? And uh, Melvin sort of shakes his head like he's just like uh, brushing off the the command that you just gave him. He goes, what what happened? Where am I? It's you. He sees the construct and the construct surely is looking at the book, which is illuminated from the spell that you cast on it earlier. And she's (laughs) she's just admiring the shapes of the letters. (laughs) She's so Just cute. like beans. And she, she looks up at Melvin and she says, how are they? And he says, he like scoffs, like they're about to die. And she says, they, they won't stop, will they? And Melvin says, your friends? She says, they are my friends. And she pulls out the thing that Nulisag gave her earlier. And it's an explosive seed. And Melvin can see this, and he knows what it is, and she puts it in her mouth and swallows it. I swear to... Mm. Dr. Crud was right! And Melvin is going nuts. He goes, no, 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 no. And he grabs her, and he's trying to, like, pry open her mouth to see if he can, like, reach his hand in there and get it. And then when he realizes that's not going to work, he's trying to get himself out of the, the hole. And Shirley says to him... I'm more dangerous than I look. I'm a fire-breathing kitten. And then she explodes. <laughs> and so, Crud, you feel this impact in your pocket. This just sort of as if, like, someone just gave you a, a slap on the, on the side. What the hell? Did my hole just fart? <laughs> and you look around you, and you're <laughs> You're looking at all of these thugs and orcs and and all these people who were fighting for Melvin. And you see about half of them 
wither away and turn into bone and just fall to the floor. Ew, they were like his fingernails. <laughs> there are some that are still alive, but they look around and they see their friends falling. And they panic and they flee. That's right. Get out of here. We, that, that, that's the way it goes. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I rush over to the man with his throat slit. Who I've been... I cast Revivify. Oh, you have that now? I have that now. Yeah, so how does oh. that work? Well, I touch a creature that has been dead within the last minute. Died within the last minute. He returns to life with one hit point. Uh, he cannot, I cannot return the life of a creature that has died of old age or restore any missing body parts. Okay. So he's, he's alive. So Dr. <laughs> Pepper sort of opens his, you can see the, the, the cut on his throat closes up and you can hear him take a inhale of breath and he like opens his eyes and they're like halfway open as he's regaining consciousness. And he looks at you, Dr. Crud, and he says, who are you? Ah. <gasps> uh, Dr. Crud? Who? The third. What? Who are you? He doesn't remember you. You didn't remember him, so he doesn't remember you. Ah. <laughs> uh, this was like... <laughs> well, it, it, look, you're alive now. I did my job. My whole fart and I check on that. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Thanks. <laughs> wow. You're much more of an ass than I remember. <laughs> I need to go tend to poor people now. Go for it. Uh, speaking of poor people, I'm just like surreptitiously, is that the right word? Just sneakily throwing darts at the werebear. Like, shh, don't mind me, werebear. I'm just trying to hit you with one of these. Shh. So you're sneakily <laughs> trying to turn him back into Ian. Yeah, because I imagine a rampaging werebear isn't good for my lifespan. I have very little hit health points okay. left hit points. So I'm, I've got four anti-shift darts. Mm -hmm. Each one is a DC 12 to stop a shapeshift, and each dart that hits additionally has an extra DC plus two. So I rolled a natural 20 on the first one. Okay. Whoa, yeah. look at this game. <laughs> you, you hit Ian. He uh, shrinks back down from bear form into Ian human form. And uh, he's butt naked in the snow. Uh, he's got a couple of arrows sticking out of him from earlier. And he's just sort of kneeling on the ground, recovering from his transition. Dr. Crud will gather everybody together and he's going to cast Mass Healing Word. Okay. So six six people are going to get um if I can get to the right there we go. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Where'd it go? Yeah. Ten HP back. Dang. So Ian should be good to go. Okay. Beans calls from the rooftops. Don't worry about me, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know, Beans. Thumbs up to you. It's quite slippery up here. Don't come up. <laughs> Don't fall off. It's okay. I always land on my feet. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Dr. Crudge ripping the arrows out and the, the wounds are disappearing. And he, he says to Ian, well, you know, I can give you a prescription for your, your bestiality there. And you'll never have to go through that again. He says, Really? Yep. <gasps> I've been looking for a, a cure for this for 
Like my whole life. It's not a cure. It's a treatment. Oh. You have to take these pills for the rest of your life, but you won't change again. Ian Ian is looking around everywhere, and he says, "Where's, where's Shirley?" Oh, she's in the hole, and it farted. I guess I should check on that. Uh, Doctor Cred takes out the hole and sticks his head in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look in, and the the entire hole is just covered in Melvin. No, it's it has been Melvinized. No, so. Dr. Craig closes the do- closes the hole, folds it up, puts it in his pocket. Well, I can't revivify that. Are you saying Shirley's Shirley's gone? That's what Ian is saying. Can you revivify Shirley? Can you try? Please try. It does not it specifically says in my spell book, he opens up his spell book, points to it, does not work on constructs or undead. I'm so sorry. It does. Why is Shirley dead? What? Yeah, she's dead. Why? Why? Oh, no, wait. No, that's a different one. That's Spare the Dying. I can actually do Revivify <gasps> on a creature. It just says creature. But I have to rest because I use two third level spells. <laughs> what? What? That is why Shirley dies? <laughs> that is why she dies. <laughs> I don't have another third level spell. <laughs> Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Let's see. What do I got for a second? Prayer of the healing? That's not bring people I've back. got a potion of healing if I give it to someone who's guys, dying. Guys, guys. Is she okay? She's gone. No. Yeah, she's, she's gone. gone. <laughs> okay. You see Nulisag step out of the uh, the main doors of the um, of the guild hall, and he's sort of dusting his hands off. And he goes, why are you dusting your hands off? You didn't do anything. (laughs) And he says, yeah, I know. (laughs) He says, yeah, I know. But, I mean, I brought all you guys together, right? And you've been acting like a real big jerk today for some reason. (laughs) Okay. The next morning. (laughs) (laughs) The next morning, the sun is out. There's still snow on the ground. But it's starting to thaw. It's starting to melt. There's the normal sort of bustle in the streets of Nick and we. And uh, you're all in the guild hall. And you're just sort of repairing any of the damages that were done from the night before. So you're putting a new pane of glass into a window. You're fixing up all the uh, the holes in the doors from all of the arrows. And um, Nulisag uh is finishing uh a portrait that he's doing at the bar and um he finishes it and he looks at it and he thinks it's okay and he hangs it up on a wall where any of the where he hangs up the the picture on the wall and it's a picture of Shirley and it's under the mantle our fallen kittens and he turns to look at you guys and he says to Crud, well, I guess we know how far that pacifism thing goes. Yeah, I didn't do that. She did that herself. I don't know, Crud. I thought I heard you say you were willing to kill her. Yeah, that was a lie. It was a deception and it failed. <laughs> Whatever, Crud. Whatever. 
And he looks. Wait, were you were you thinking of that like come back all night long? <laughs> Is that why you look so tired? <laughs> were you just lying in bed thinking, oh, what can I say to him to really dig it in? <laughs> he looks at Beans. Says Beans, you could have snuck out of there any time, but you stuck around. You helped to protect Shirley. You're a real FBK. I'm going to start paying you. What did you call me? <laughs> FBK? Fire-breathing kitten? I don't think that's what it means. Yeah, okay. Crud, <laughs> could you explain acronyms to beans? Yeah, I'll, I'll get it in the next lesson. Okay. And besides, you're the one that gave her the the bean in the first place. Bean? Are you still mad because I said you weren't a pacifist? Well, yeah. Okay. You you are a pacifist. Thank you. Let's... Okay. <laughs> Olive? What does he mean, Nulisag, when he says that you gave her the bean? I didn't want her to be forced back into solitary confinement for the rest of her life. She wouldn't have been Nulisag. I had a part of her leather. I could have found her anywhere in the world. You may have found her, but do you think that you could have taken Melvin on his home turf? He was in the bag, and he would have stayed there. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't for you to decide, Nulisag. She was an innocent child. She didn't really know what she was doing. You killed her. Look, Olive, we all make tough decisions in this line of work. Okay? Olive looks at her left Melvin. hand, which has the tattoo of the fire-breathing kitten on it, and she looks at it, and she takes her chef's knife, and she cuts that skin off the back of her hand, and then she drinks a potion of healing, and the skin grows back. Did she just quit? You're saying you're out. I wouldn't work for someone who takes that decision away from them. Yeah, I mean, like, we could have just put him yeah. in the, the hole and, like, threw the hole into the ocean or something. I mean, okay. Yeah, beans. Yeah, pull her out, put, keep him in yeah. there. Hole goes in the ocean. I mean, there were a lot of uh, options here. We you did not have to kill her. And especially I'm, blame it on me. <laughs> I take the skin I'm with the scales sure. on it, and I shake it at Nulisag, and I put that on the, the picture that he just put up, like blood, scales, and tattoo and all, and I smear <laughs> it in there, and I'm like, the blood is on your hands, Nulisag. And I turn, and I walk out the door. Nulisag says, okay, guys, listen, how many people did you manage to kill last night? I didn't kill anyone. Zero? Is that the answer? Is Did I number right? <laughs> yes, you did. We didn't kill anyone last night. Mm-hmm. And if Shirley hadn't have given up her life, how many people do you think they would have killed? Well, since we weren't done yet when that choice got taken out of our hands, there is no saying. that Probably zero, because we had the boss. You had him in a hole. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't getting out. Did that stop anybody who was working for him? They didn't get even, we didn't even get a chance. Do you think that you could have taken, I don't know how many there were, 40? Yeah. People outside? Easy. Yeah. Against what? The four of you? 
The three of you and Ian? Yeah, Ian was badass. This wasn't Melvin's only posse. He had more fighters out there. And they were going to take over city by city by city with violence, with bloodshed, with murder. And Shirley saved us all because she gave up her life to stop him. If you're so arrogant that you think that you could have stopped this madman from taking over the entire country, then you don't belong in this guild. Bye. Dr. Cred walks out. <laughs> what about you, Beans? Are you going to make your own decision this time? Are you going to follow your friends? Well, Beans is going to do a slight of poor check. <laughs> um, and I rolled a 25. And he's just going to slip a very... Not a small, but a, a medium-sized piece of poo just into <laughs> Nulasag's pocket as he walks past. <laughs> Go. We'll bring this up at the next um, AGM. We'll, we'll see how, how your leadership lasts, shall we? What, he says that? Yeah, on the way out. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. He says, fine. We don't need you. And he sticks his hands in his pockets. He's like, ah! <laughs> Today, we were joined by Olive. Bye. Dr. Crud Third. Obviously, something or someone has taken over Nulasag. We will get to the bottom of this. I promise you, audience, we will fix him. <laughs> and beans. There's more poo where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Hey there. My name is Biz, and I'm the Game Master for Throwing Bones Podcast, part of Scald's Tale Network. Here at TB, we aim to produce a show that's diverse and inclusive. We dive deep into the characters, and sometimes things get a little dark, but don't worry. We're also a bunch of goofballs. Get ready for mystery, love, conflict in something truly human. Listen to episodes of Throwing Bones Podcast at throwingbonespodcast.buzzsprout.com or on podcasting platforms. Let's throw some bones and decide some fates. Hey, what's up? This is Brian. And this is Steve. And we do a show called Industrial Nerds. So, like, uh, join us while we cover a wide variety of... Uh, Nerd topics. If you like front 242 puns mixed in with your Robotech talk, we know many podcasts offer that uh, service to you, but ours is, is the best. That's right, because we offer a myriad of industrial nonsense and nerd nonsense, because dead or alive, you're coming with us. <laughs> Check out the That's Aryan Show. It's a podcast that you can listen to on all of your major podcast platforms. Here's an example review. Yesterday I was searching for a cricket podcast because India versus England is coming up, so I clicked on That's Aryan Show. And I was amazed that this guy presents about five hour long cricket match in the most innovative ways in five minutes. That's the That's Aryan Show, available on all of your major podcast platforms. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. 
Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's robbed any banks. What's been exactly going on? the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV Anything, is necessary. Yeah, where, yeah, where you wear a Everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, a, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Put, a, <laughs> put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Coverage. my shotgun. My shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.